It's six o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, Bedfordshire police arrest a record number of immigrants, British soldiers to be sent to Africa and a campaign to stop cats being knocked down in Berkhamsted. BBC Three Counties Radio. The number of immigrants being arrested by Bedfordshire police has increased by more than 80%. A senior officer says the number being detained this year is unprecedented. More from Carol Abercrombie. The figures obtained by the BBC show that there's been an 82% increase in immigration-related arrests in the first eight months of the year, compared to the same period in 2014. Over the past five years, more than 400 people have been arrested at or near service areas in the county. Eritreans are the biggest nationality group, with Syrians the biggest group so far this year. An elderly woman has died after her car hit a lamppost in Milton Keynes. The accident happened in Princess Way on Saturday evening at the junction with Queensway. The 88-year-old sustained head injuries and died yesterday morning. More than 300 British troops are being sent to join UN peacekeeping missions in South Sudan and Somalia. David Cameron will make the formal announcement in New York today. Our reporter Carol Walker is travelling with the Prime Minister. Up to 300 British troops will be sent to South Sudan, which is facing a humanitarian crisis after a civil conflict that has forced more than 2 million people from their homes. They'll provide specialist engineering skills and combat training for the UN mission. In Somalia, a country struggling after decades of violence and threatened by al-Shabaab extremists, up to 70 British troops will provide medical and logistical support to the UN forces. A woman from Berkhamsted is campaigning to get motorists to slow down after nearly 20 pets were killed on her road. Sue Barnard has put signs along Ellesmere Road to get drivers to stay well below the 30 mile per hour limit. Here's Ollie Bayliss. Over the past few years, at least 18 cats and a dog have died after collisions with vehicles. Campaigner Sue Barnard is handing out leaflets and is planning to film dangerous drivers and hand over the footage to police. She hopes that this will prevent any more pets being killed on her road. People around the world have been watching a rare celestial event known as a supermoon eclipse. Dr Sam Lindsay from the Royal Astronomical Society explains why the moon turns red. It's the uh, light refracting in the Earth's atmosphere. Similar reason to the sunset and sunrise appear red. It's that blue light gets refracted more, it gets bent by the atmosphere. But it's the red light that gets refracted a bit less and makes its way around the Earth and reaches the moon. In sport, Watford lost at home for the first time in the Premier League. The Hornets were beaten 1-0 by Crystal Palace. And the weather will be misty and chilly at first, but clearing to leave a dry, fine and dry day. Top temperatures around 18 degrees Celsius. That's 63 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties. Excitement reigns. You can come and have a fiddle, Kelly, don't mind. Trying to set up um, the studio whilst uh, Lee was broadcasting. And fair play to Lee, because um, I've got no clothes on. He didn't blink once. Morning and all of that stuff. There we go, that's that. Across right. hearts and bucks. Okay. This is BBC Three Counties We're Radio. We're trying to get... We've got all... We've gone all retro this morning. <laughs> gone all retro this morning. We're trying to get the compact disc player to work. <laughs> and also doing an offensive homosexual voice from the 1980s. Oh, I thought you were doing Frank Spencer. Oh, I've kept down a whoopsie in my mouth. <laughs> exactly, period impression. I'm being harassed. Oh, please! Well, someone got it to work. I don't <laughs> know how. Thanks, Kelly. 
Retro Bets. I'm a little bit worse for wear. Got a little bit more gray hair. I'm not gonna be the next big thing, but I'm getting fitted for a new brass ring. I've been dumped, I've been kicked around. Now I'm ready for the big rebound. I know you can't win them all, but I'm swinging like pit, getting hits in Moneyball. Get back, get back up, you gotta get back, get back up. You got a whole stadium in their feet. It's not about a victory or a defeat. See, you gotta get back, get back up, you gotta get back. Everything is sink or swim You can't fly if the air is too thin Best part of the ride is the free fall Better keep your arms and legs in the vehicle Standing eight and I'm on the ropes Knees giving but I won't lose hope Not the second coming of Muhammad Ali But can I get a whoop for the boxing imagery? Get back, get back up You gotta get back, get back up You got a whole stadium in their feet It's not about a victory Happy, happy, um... So, ladies, we're meeting them later on today. Oh. Whoa, hey, whoa. We're in now, we've got to go... No, no, hang on. I would have thought it would have... Anyway, so we're we're meeting them later on today. They'll be on either tomorrow or Wednesday, probably Wednesday, because it'll take a bit of time to edit it. Uh, Kelly, great to have you back. Thank you, man. Happy uh, Supermoon. Oh, thank you. Happy Supermoon. Yeah, whatever. No? I'm bored of it now. I've seen too many pictures of, uh, like, moons far away. Cheeky. Why do you sound like you're, you're in a, uh, a cavern? Well, what the, I mean, this... are rubbish. It's oh, I did check that mic and it sounded all right, I thought. Okay, mm. say something. I'm we sound cavernous. Cave. Hang on a second, let's turn that off. We, we don't, that makes us sound cavernous. You see, you've got a little echo thing going on there, I think, that's causing an it's ever such a slight delay. Yeah, annoying. That's blowing my mind, man. It's psychedelic. Happy Super... No, let's... Um, happy Supermoon Day. That's, I think it's great news for everybody. The moon is uh, something... My tides are all to cock now. I, my, um... 
So that's uh, <laughs> something. And um, happy Junction 8 of the M1 Apps Pond Lane day. Smelling funny day. Boy, oh boy, I was dri- I drove past, um, uh, well, Junction 8 of the M1 uh, at the Apps Pond Lane uh, Recycling Centre. Very smoky this morning, guys. And it smelled. Now, my favourite smell in the world is the smell of a bonfire. A bonfire. A bonfire. Burning wood. I love it. And so I was sucking in lungfuls of that. I don't live there, though. You're going to have a sore throat. I've got a little bit of a chest anyway. Yeah. I might have to go for a steam. I might have to, because it's just sitting there. It's just sitting there. So, um, basically, I've not got anything open on my computer that I meant to, and that's why. So that's why. why you had throat news. Throat news. Here's the throat news, Kelly. You know, it sounds even more cavernous. Yeah, what? How? Let's just listen. Can you hear the cavern? Yeah, yeah. And I've not even opened this. Hang on, hang on. I've not even opened this yet. No, that doesn't even work. What about now? What about it? Hello? Hello? That, uh, that's you better. Am I still oh, no. in the cavern? Yeah, you made it even worse. No, but you've just put echo on it. No, I haven't. Oh, yes, I did. I totally did. <laughs> let's go back to Kelly and uh, let's see how confused. Huh? I've got a great phone and idea. Oh, yeah? Where'd you keep your toothbrush? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. We'll find out where that comes from later on, but already. I love it. I'm assuming most people will say their bathroom. Mm. Little little pot in, a, in their bathroom. In a glass, yeah. Little dirty yeah, pot in their glass room. That kind of toothpaste scum oh, at the bottom. Oh, it's scum. I, I'm, I can't wait. Kelly, where do you keep your toothbrush? In a cupboard. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much oh. indeed. She keeps her toothbrush, or as my friend, uh, my friend Christian used to call it, toothbrush. T- yeah, toothbrush, I've heard. T- so let's, so far we've got three pronunciations. Toothbrush, the correct one. Yeah. Toothbrush and... Toothbrush. Toothbrush. What do you call your toothbrush? That's uh, that's the Welsh one, isn't it? Toothbrush. Uh, yeah, it is the Welsh one, and that's another reason why I think we should. Cut we them, must cut have loose. The, we must have the technology. Like we, there must be. Come on, government. There must be a laser in space that's strong enough to just cut down the side of England, cut Wales, and then we can all just get together. Just push. Off you go. Push them out to sea. That what purpose do they serve? None. They serve no purpose, Kelly. Are you still talking about toothbrushes? Bedfordshire police say they are detaining an unprecedented number. <laughs> Kelly's really made me laugh today. Can you have a word with her off and tell yeah, her to stop? Wasn't again. No, no, no. She's not in the Get It gang. Bedfordshire police say they're detaining an unprecedented number of people for immigration offences. Figures show a rise of more than 80% compared to last year, with many at or near motorway service areas. Toddington Services on the M1 has seen the most asylum seekers coming in the back of lorries. Catherine's got more on this. What have the, the police had to say? Well, the, over the last few months, the numbers of people they're rounding up are really beginning to stretch their resources. The process is more complex than a normal detention, they say, as many migrants can't speak English and they are often arresting groups rather than individuals. And um, From the research they've done, they tell us that many lorry drivers who've entered the UK at Dover and are heading north are duty-bound to take their first break around Toddington, which is why they believe we're seeing so many migrants jumping off the back of the lorry at that point. Um, whilst they respond to sightings of... Um, people you know along the motorway or where they shouldn't be they say it's not an area they patrol because it's not something they can predict or prevent with the police presence and um, later on we'll be speaking to chief inspector nick lyle about um about this to find out more how has it been affecting people at toddington you know the the guy that works the mobile phone accessory shop the woman in wh smith there isn't a wh smith in toddington what mm, i don't think there's a mobile phone accessory shop either. i don't that every service station is a mobile phone accessory oh, shop. oh there Oh, yeah, well, yeah, the, the, the services there are. That's what I'm talking about. meant in Toddington proper. Is there an actual place, Toddington? Yeah. Flipping it. Is there it's really? Yeah, it's pretty. Well, it's full of immigrants. One day I'll show you. Nah. It'll take two minutes. Okay. 
Go on, how's it affecting those guys? <clears throat> well, we've spoken before on this programme to Chris Gadsden, who you'll remember is a carpenter, lives and owns uh, land next to the services. He says, and he told us he's become a one-man border patrol, um, regularly finding tens of migrants in and around his house. Not in his house, I would suggest. One of his neighbours, George Mossy, has told us he's so concerned that he's installed 16 CCTV cameras on his property. You do hear some strange noises, and the first thing that comes into your mind is, is the immigrants. So... You've really got to make sure everything's locked under key in the house. Everything's under surveillance with cameras. This is due to the immigrants, but it's got to be done. What do we know about the migrants? Well, figures obtained by the BBC show that over the past five years, more than 400 people have been arrested on uh, service forecourts or around them in the county. Eritreans are the biggest nationality group um, over the last five years, but Syrians are the biggest group so far this year. Of those picked up at Toddington, the majority are male, with the vast majority being under 30, and almost a quarter are under 18. OK, well, that is... Um, we'll be looking at... Sorry, I had to take a breath then because this supermoon thing really has got um, people by the balls. And Scott Balcony is tweeting pictures of... Uh, These are the best pictures. ..of the supermoon. I mean, <laughs> at Balcony shirts, if you want to see The last those. one in particular. Do you know what, do you know what annoys me? People Na tweeting pictures of the sky? Natural phenomenon. Phenomena. Because <laughs> it's nothing special... It's, well, it's a bit special. It's different. No, no, no. It's unusual. Natural phenomena is literally nothing special. It's natural. <laughs> I tell you what's special, the Apple Watch. That is special because someone has built a watch that can tell you when you need to take your phone out of your pocket to look at a message. Yeah, that and, people, is, and people are paying thousands of pounds for and that. And that is special. The red, oh, look at the red moon. Why? It'll happen again. Imagine the moon being red, stay in bed. Use your head. Upside your head. Um, I see. Okay, so um, red moons, not special. Um, what other natural phenomena? Volcanoes? Oh, boring. Can we do a phone in on natural phenomena you've ignored? 03459 455 555. What natural phenomenons? Phenomena? <laughs> phenomena? Phenomena. Phenomena. No. Have you missed or ignored or, or deliberately purpose. turned your back? Maybe you were, um, you were in Cornwall when the, the sun got covered up by the moon. And <laughs> that's what it is. It's all it is, guys. It's all it is. And you thought, and you're in bed, and you thought, I should probably get up and say, ah, do you know what? I can't be bothered. <laughs> put, put Steve Wright in the afternoon on instead, and he's listening, doze in bed listening to, to Wrighty with his chatty bits. Factoids. Factoids. It's a factoid. Factoid. Yeah. They're really good, though, aren't they? Really good. Really, really good. Here's a, here's a factoid. Did you know that money can be used to buy things? Well, factoid. Yeah, factoid. Good one, Steve. Kelly's got a factoid. <laughs> <laughs> and Kelly's crying. Oh, gosh. She's crying. Maybe you went on a coach trip to the Grand Canyon and then just before you got there, you were out of sleep. You had a little doze. I thought, you know what, actually, I've, I can't be bothered. I'm doing so well at Candy Crush. <laughs> just about to beat my high score. I'm going to ignore. It's just a massive hole anyway. <laughs> Catherine, please don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Yeah, 25 already heavy anti-clockwise from 21 to 19. The M1 down towards Watford on the sensors and cameras. M1's looking all right at the moment and uh, no problems really on the M40 or the A1M. Looking fine there on the sensors. Uh, Virgin Trains West Coast reporting a good service now. There were speed restrictions earlier between Watford and Milton Keynes uh, Central, but a good service now. Just being told actually problems on the M25. There's just been an accident anti-clockwise uh, causing the problems between 20 and 19. Two lanes are blocked because of an accident. So M25 anti-clockwise, two lanes blocks, an accident between junctions 20 and 19, already causing quite a long queue this morning. James Wally, BBC Three Counters Radio. Thank you, James. A little bit of, uh, for those of you who've ever worked in BBC Local Radio, a little bit of inside information. I forgot to open my ENPS. Not going to explain it for those guys that don't work in BBC Local Radio, but suffice to say, I'm talking now to fill in me opening up and getting the day that I need. And these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. There's been a big rise in the number of illegal immigrants being arrested by Bedfordshire police. An elderly woman has died after her car hit a lamppost in Milton Keynes and residents of a road in Berkhamsted are campaigning to stop motorists. I'm going to take a run up to that because I wasn't prepared for that sentence. And residents of a road in Berkhamsted are campaigning to stop motorists from knocking down their cats. I mean... They are the eras that defined British music. Four remarkable young men from Liverpool. Next year, across BBC TV, radio and online, we're charting the pivotal moments in British music with the people's history of pop. And it's here that a curious phenomenon is manifesting itself. The cult is called punk. The music punk rocks. So we're looking for your pop memorabilia. It could be a rare record, a treasured photo, or even and a ticket stub to a legendary concert. Around the world, it's time for Live Aid. If you've got an item that could help us tell the story of British music from the 50s to the 80s, go to the People's History of Pop website, bbc.co.uk slash peoplespop. One, two, three. There's not enough Japanese scar on British radio. Well, guys, for the next five minutes and nine seconds, I'm going to correct that.
Some boy's gonna find a dream. Someone's going off the rails. Tiny parts are gone to the end. Treating life as a book on fire. Naked eyes are open wide. What's the meaning of my life? Wise man shouts a prudent verse. He's saying, Talking to me, all of you. Who was talking to me? Was it was it you, Catherine? Sorry. No. Kelly, was it you? That was a great idea of what you were just saying. For I've got a new. Um, you're really echoey this morning. Sorry. Got a great idea for a show. So you do was it the unsigned band show? <laughs> yeah. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. The UBS. Oh, don't get me started on delivery companies. Oh. Oh, and it wasn't UBS. Uh, irritable we all ba- know who it was. Uh, irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> I've got irritable bowel syndrome. Um, shouldn't laugh about that. It's a really nasty condition. Um, I'll talk about delivery services later on, but I've got a great idea for a show. It's so echo. I'm going to just turn your microphone off for a second. Is that all right, <laughs> That's Kelly? It's annoying, isn't it? Is that okay, Kelly? Sure. You hear it reverberating. It's funny because she looks like a duck and I didn't think they echoed. Mm. Kelly? Quack. I hope she said quack. Um, so, after the Unsigned Band show on Saturday evening, was it about the four or something? Don't know. They, a thing called Unsigned News. Right. And what it is, it'll be local news readers yeah. out of contract. Yeah. And they get to, um, like, do a, do a news story. They can either do a package or a mm-hmm. bulletin. Mm-hmm. But something they've written. A bulletin. Or it could be a cover version. They could, they could do, you know, talk about... The, the, old news. Oh, it's old news. They could talk about, you know, Lady Dying. They could Dying do their favourite news stories. Yeah. Um, 
Huh? Well, what we could do is different rounds, right? You start with... The... Everything's got to be competitive in Britain these days. I blame Dragons well, then. You do need to weed them out, otherwise you're just going to end up with a load of rubbish newsreaders. You need to get the best. I know, weed them out. Creme. We give them weed. No, 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 no. And we see who can still hold a bullet in together no. off their mash. No, 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 no. Kelly? No, no. Mm-hmm. No. What we do is this, right? We start... With the heavy news. Everyone could do the heavy news voice. Na 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 Yeah. Right? And then they you give them something slightly lighter, maybe something mm, where yeah. and something's happened that's good. And yeah. na 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 And then you do the end finally and they have to put in that little chuckle. Yeah. Like the one show. I mean, the, like the whole one show, yeah. yeah. See, the thing is, I would like to do a, a whole feature on uh, boobs, but as we know... So boobs is not news. So that's not going to happen, unfortunately. 03459 455, you guess the rest! Now, a Buckinghamshire man is facing deportation to a country he hasn't lived in since he was a child. Jamal Maskell was born in Barbados, but given up at three months when he was adopted by a family who brought him to Britain when he was 12. Unfortunately, and here we go, the adoption was never made official, something he only discovered in his late teens. Uh, Danny Fulbrook's had a look at this one. It sounds as if Jamal had a bit of a shock, Danny. Yeah, that's right. He didn't even know about any of this until his school friends started getting national insurance numbers, and he didn't. He started asking questions, which is when he found out that the person he'd been calling his mum was actually his adoptive mother. Uh. She was actually the mother of a man who'd been in a relationship with his birth mother, something, someone he'd always thought of as his brother. He told Jamal that his birth mother had been neglecting him and he'd had to step in, which is how Jamal ended up being taken care of by his mother at three months old. Gosh, complicated. They came to this country when he was 12, but he was only informally adopted by her, meaning he grew up in the UK essentially without a paper trail. When he found out, he explained his situation to the Home Office and applied for citizenship. However, they lost his application. <laughs> wow. OK, what does Jamal need to do to get citizenship? Well, Jamal is now 24 and he must apply for permanent residency in the UK before his 25th birthday at the end of October. But it's proving an expensive process, especially as he is unable to work full-time as he has no national insurance number. So far, he's raised the cash to get a passport and a birth certificate, but he needs another £1,200 for residency application. If he is unable to raise his cash and apply, he could be deported by the end of next month. And he's got a family too, isn't he? A young family. Yeah, that's right. Jamal has a young son and is expecting a second child soon with his partner. If he was to be deported, he would have to leave them all behind. OK, da Danny, get out of the studio now, please. Right, don't, mate, don't look at me as you walk out. What? Why? You looked at me? Um, get out without looking at me. Head down, head bowed. Just lower the body a little bit. That's it. That's it. Walk faster, faster, faster. Go. Thank you. Um, there we go. <clears throat> Now, um, sorry. What's he sending him in here for? Uh, <laughs> he could have carried on walking to the coffee machine. Um, now, uh, it's Monday. It's kind of a weird vibe this morning so far. It's not really picked up a pace. I blame Bets. Sorry. I blame everyone else. Okay, it's really hard. You messed that up there, didn't you? N no. No, hang on. No. No. Hmm? Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, three, four. If you want to take part in the, why do you keep your toothbrush in a in a cupboard, cupboard. you plum? Um, You've got to keep it in a mucky cup. Yeah, but you shouldn't have your toothbrush too near to the toilet. No. Here's a thing. Here's a factoid. 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 Here's a little factoid. Factoid. Yeah. Factoid. Good Hang one. On. I've got sound effects for that. I can do Steve Wright. Hang on a second. Um... Oh. Bring it. Oh. 
can do Steve Wright. Hang on a minute. Um, oh, that's no, no, no. Hang on. No, that's not fair. No. Okay, I haven't got a clap like a little. Anyway, factoid: yeah. when you flush the loo after doing a poo, um, you release six billion microbes into your bathroom. Always put the toilet seat put down. Put the toilet seat down, mm. Kelly. Then you don't have to have, keep your uh, toothbrush locked away. Okay. But As for a, say, I did that each time I went to the toilet. What if nobody else does? Well, Good then point. They need to learn. Good point. So it's in a cupboard, you say? Yes. And how clean is this cupboard? Very. Okay. How many how spiders it? live in your cupboard? None. How many people have phoned in about this topic? One. Thank you. Who? Horace. Oh. Mm. Travel news for beds, hearts, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's an accident on the anti-clockwise M25. We can see it on camera. It's between 20 and 19 Kings Langley round towards Watford. A couple of vans, at least three cars in the outside lane. It looks like Highways England officials are on scene, uh, but no police or ambulances have yet. So anti-clockwise M25 uh, down to two lanes. If you're heading down towards uh, Watford, this is obviously adding to the usual queues on that stretch of the M25. In fact, the queue starts at the M1 already. And uh, as for trains, a good service now between uh, Milton Keynes Central and Watford Junction. After earlier speed restrictions because uh, of uh, problems earlier. James Wally, BBC Three Counters Radio. Across beds, hearts, and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past six. I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, the number of immigrants being arrested by Bedfordshire police has increased by more than 80%. A senior officer says the number being detained this year is unprecedented. An elderly woman has died after her car hit a lamppost in Milton Keynes. The accident happened in Prince's Way on Saturday evening at the junction with Queensway. A woman from Berkhamsted is campaigning to get motorists to slow down after nearly 20 pets were killed on her road. Sue Barnard has put up signs along Ellesmere Road and is planning to film drivers who break the speed limit. The weather will be misty and chilly at first but clearing to leave a fine and dry day. Top temperatures around 18 degrees Celsius, 63 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford lost at home for the first time in the Premier League yesterday. The Hornets were beaten 1-0 by Crystal Palace, but manager Kike Flores was pleased with his team's performance. I am pleased with the performance of the players, always, always, because I try to separate always the, the score, with respect the final result, respect the, the performance. They always they are fighting, always try to, to do the best, and finally, sometimes we can, sometimes it's impossible to do. But in general, I have very happy with the, with the players. Elsewhere, there was defeat for the MK Dons and Stevenage, but Wickham are up to second in League Two and there was victory for Luton Town at Kenilworth Road. In Formula One, Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton won the Japanese Grand Prix at Suzuka to extend his lead in the Drivers' Championship to 48 points. Nico Rosberg started on pole. He outqualified Lewis Hamilton, but Hamilton fought back. He passed Rosberg and since then he's taken a victorious tour around Suzuka. A wonderful victory for Lewis Hamilton. He pumped his fist. Both hands come out of the cockpit and do a little dance. He's elated because he's beaten Rosberg. He's extended his championship advantage with a victory at the Japanese Grand Prix. At the Rugby World Cup, Ireland beat Romania and Scotland rallied to beat the USA. England are back in training today ahead of their next match against Australia on Saturday. But head coach Stuart Lancaster is counting the cost of Saturday's defeat to Wales. But Ivona Pola, Courtney Laws and Ben Youngs all suffered defeats. We don't know at the moment. Obviously, it's still very early in the, in the week. 
but um, uh, all three of them obviously came off with injuries. So we'll have to assess and see how they go, but the 50-50 at the moment. And finally in cycling, Hertfordshire's Laura Trot won her third title at the British Track Championships. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at seven o'clock. It's coming, there's always a delay. There it is. Guys, um, what paper have you got? Sun, a I, mirror. I want the sun. You can have the sun. I've got the mirror. Give me your sun. Give me your firstborn. They don't do that anymore, do they? No one, no kings demand someone's firstborn. Or wicked elves. No, there's none of that going on, and I just think that um, we're all too 
we're all too protected these days. The other thing is, the firstborn's never as cute anymore, so no. add that one, yeah. Uh, t- please take the first one. Just don't t- take my cat. The cat's been found, by the way. I was in Bath on uh, Saturday. Not the Bath. <laughs> I was in Bath doing a show, right? And um, uh, afterwards, I went out to say hello to everyone. I have pictures taken and stuff like that. It's very nice. And um, someone said, how's the cat? And I went, oh, everyone, the cat's been found. <laughs> round of applause and a cheer. <laughs> a round of applause and a cheer, ladies and gentlemen, because my cat had indeed been found. Isn't uh, Sing hosannas. But she'd done a really stupid thing, so actually she, she should be punished. She deserves punishment. She has been punished. We've had her put down now. <laughs> That'll teach her. That'll teach her. No, we, have, we, haven't, we haven't had her put down. Of course we haven't. She, she was hiding underneath the kitchen. No idea how she got there, but that's... Good morning. That's where she was hiding. Um, what have you got in the papers? A farm worker who reported a stolen piglet was quizzed about making a prank call. Oh. But her name actually is Nikki Bacon. Oh, Suspicious police ran Nikki, 50. Then two officers visited no, to on, check was, her story. I thought the pig was called Nicky Bacon. No, the woman who rang it in was called Nicky Bacon. Oh, it makes you want to puke, doesn't it? She said, having the surname Bacon is funny, but I hadn't even thought about my first name. Oh, Nicky, Nick, Nick. Oh, I get it. It caused a lot of humour at the station. No, it didn't. Good news, though. The piglet was found safe and returned to Windmill Hill City Farm in Bristol. A man got four weeks jail at the city's Crown Court for handling stolen goods. Four weeks for nicking a piglet. It's got, hang on a minute. There's got to be a joke in there somewhere. Um, he got four weeks. A rasher decision. There's a rasher decision. Okay, we're, we're in. That's the entry mm-hmm. level. We can now climb up the rung of bacon-based puns. Pulled pork. <laughs> well, if he's in prison. <laughs> Kelly's got one. Yes, Kelly. Did they handcuff him? Oh! Hey! Now, I like that. I like that. It doesn't actually work. <laughs> pork choice. Like poor choice? Well, no, not in any level whatsoever. <laughs> I've, I'm, I've got a good one building, but I can't. I can't. I've got one brewing, but I can't seem to get it out. Um, anyway, back to this joke. Um, um, chop chop, chop chop. Um, no, I've got. I'm a spent force. Mm. I'm a spent force. I've got nothing. That's a shame. Uh. Never mind. Kelly, have you got another one? Did he need some ointment? Yeah, we did. Thank you very much indeed. Well, he would again prison, Paul Puck. Um, So there's a weird uh, anti-O'Donnell campaign. Which O'Donnell? Daniel. Well, Daniel and his his mum or his sister. You seen this? I'm Dan Sis. I'm Dan Sis. Am I supposed to say an Irish accent? Is it a joke? Not the mother. Dan star smear agony. Strictly star Daniel O'Donnell's family. He's got to be more like that. No, he's more like that. No, he's like that. He's like that. Hello, Either I'm way, Daniel it's racist. O'Donnell. Will we be doing this if it was Jamaican? I'm allowed, though, because I'm like an eighth Irish. You're not so Jamaican. Makes... Strictly star Daniel O'Donnell. Imagine if he's Pakistani. Imagine the trouble we'd be in then. Oh. Strictly star Daniel O'Donnell's family. It's just an accent. Grow up. Say he has been... I've grown up. You tell those racists out there. You grow up. That's that sorted. Strictly star Daniel O'Donnell's family say he's been the victim of outrageous smears that his sister is actually his mother. Millions of viewers saw the popular Irish singer, 53, make his debut on the dance floor with partner Christina Rianoff, 38, on Friday night. But we can reveal his family are furious, this is the son, about malicious whispers designed to wreck his saintly image. Hmm. Whispers I hadn't heard until this article. The Dirty Tricks campaign involves claims that his sister, Margot, 64, is his mum. 
Margot... That'd make her ten when she had him. A six, eleven. A successful country singer who has recorded with Dolly Parton has decided to go public with a denial. Margot took the son... I first heard it after a concert when a fan said to me, your son isn't as good a singer as you. I felt so sad for my mother over it, wondering how it made her feel with people saying these things. I said to my mother, before she died last year, I was going to address it, and she told me I should. The star was... Someone made a mistake after a concert. And a year later, it's an article. (laughs) A year later, it's an article. Give us one of them, then we're going to have a song, then we're going to have the travel, then we're going to have the news... Then we're going to have the weather, then we're going to have a song, then we're going to have more of this, and then we might have another song, or we might just go to travel. I don't, I've not thought that okay, far ahead okay. yet. Okay, let's not do this out loud, shall we? Oh, sorry. Killjoy student leaders banned free sombreros from a Mexican <sighs> restaurant after ruling they were racist. Officials from Norwich University Students' Union The claimed- long ham of the law. These are from Scott, and I can only read um, that one. I can't read the other two. Oh. They're sexual innuendos, and I didn't think that piggy story... It's something to do with the lardons. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, don't get, I don't get the one about gammon, but the... The, the hawk one's quite the funny. The hawk one is very funny, yes. Anyway, back to Norwich. Yeah. Where officials from Norwich University Students' Union claim the hats breached their rules on discriminatory or stereotypical language. They pounced after local Tex-Mex cantina Pedro's handed out the hats. So the okay. Do you remember remember after you came to see Big Brother with me and we went for a Nandos? (laughs) So funny. It was brilliant because you'd never been in a Nandos. And then there was a party of two. It was two, (laughs) wasn't it? Was it three? It was two. It was was a couple, a man and a woman, so a traditional couple. But describe what they were wearing. (laughs) <laughs> they had ponchos on, like proper Mexican ponchos, and massive sombreros. But they were like really cheap plastic ponchos, yeah. weren't they? And sombreros, yeah. and the moustaches. Yeah, they were doing the whole thing, right? It should be the most fun day ever. It should have been a lot of fun. One of them, I mean, they looked miserable, didn't they? They didn't speak to each other <laughs> once. And a half an hour later, we turned around, the man had taken the moustache off, the lady had kept hers on. Do you know what I think had happened? Yeah. He said he was going to take her out for a Mexican, yeah. thinking that Nando's was Mexican. Of course, it's Portuguese. How embarrassing. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Ever dressed up for a meal, and it's backfired horribly. It's about to happen for is me, that, isn't it? Oh, week. I think so.
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Long delays on the anti-clockwise M25 this morning because of an accident between 20 and 19. Kings Langley round to Watford. The outside two lanes are blocked by an accident involving several cars and vans. Uh, police and ambulance have now arrived on scene. We can see on camera uh, the queues almost uh, back to junction 22, St Albans, we can see there. Uh, also delays on the M1 this morning. Delays passing Milton Keynes southbound at junction 14. Also very heavy at junction 10. Southbound A1M, usual congestion, passing Stevenage this morning. Uh, no reported problems though for trains uh, across the three counties. James Worley, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, James. 6.46, Monday the 28th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on three. What's that out there on the field? Fair. Uh, well, um, no, it's quite dark. Is uh, it the fair? Uh, it's not that fair. I can see, I can see an HGV too. What? And I can see a jeep. What is it, Kels? What is it out there? It's quite dark. Thank you very much indeed. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. There's been a big rise in the number of illegal immigrants being arrested by Bedfordshire Police. An elderly woman has died after her car hit a lamppost in Milton Keynes, and residents of a road in Berkhamsted are campaigning to stop motorists knocking down their cats. Beds, hearts, and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, a very good morning to you. And we've had clear skies. Why do you sound so, so surprised? You knew that was well, coming, because, didn't you? Well, I, I wasn't sure if you were going to introduce oh, me. No, no. It's no. a Monday, so you're probably confused, aren't you? Well, I'm not confused. I'm just. I don't um, normally work on a Monday, though. Well, who doesn't? <laughs> no, 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 nobody here does. No, ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome uh, with the weather? It's everybody's favourite news gal, and she certainly brings uh, a ray of sunshine even on the wettest days. It's Elizabeth Rizzini. Well, thank you very much. I'm not a news gal, though. I'm a weather gal, but um, it's a chilly start. We've had lots of chill, uh, clear skies overnight. It's going to be dry and fine, not just today, but also for the rest of the week, leaving me with, I have to say, not a lot to talk about. Um, so, if you remember the weather yesterday, it's going to be very similar today, and we've got noticeable southeasterly winds. So if you're standing in the shade and exposure to the wind, it will feel quite chilly. But lovely, of course, in the sunshine. Lots of that again today. Uh, some fair weather cloud here and there through the afternoon, more like sunny spells. Top temperatures today around sort of 17 or 18 degrees, probably. And then overnight tonight, uh, because the breeze uh, missed not too much of an issue, I don't think, tonight. And um, again, temperatures dropping into single figures away from the towns. But it will stay the same for the rest of the week. But it will probably be a bit cloudier by Friday. That's the forecast, Ian.
What you got in the papes? Stop, stop fingering a posh paper, and you know what our listeners like. They yeah. like red tops. Get to the red tops, put the indie, put your liberal, lefty, middle of the road indie to one side. Well, and um, You say that, but there's an interesting story in there about, you know, the um, hipsters who set up the serial killer cafe in uh, Brick Lane? This was, it was a, it's a, get this, guys. There is, there is I'm hoping you're going to say there was a cafe in East London where all they sold was different types of breakfast cereal. Not just that! You could have different types of milk. £3.20 a bowl. Ah, £3.20 a bowl of sugar puffs with Ponzi milk. You're having a laugh. A mob has attacked a cereal cafe in East London oh, that's in not protest nice. at the gentrification of the area. They've written scum on the windows. Oh, that's not nice. That's and not they're nice. threatening the hipsters. The cafe was opened last December by twin brothers Alan and Gary Keery. Uh, has Big attracted beards. criticism for its high prices in an area of relative poverty. Um, someone's been live tweeting it. Um, oh, that's not the nice. protest. We don't like the attack. Cereal no. killer, five pounds for cereal. It's not five pounds when people are starving. F gentrification, well, F cutie boutiques and coffee shops, well, no, homes for everyone. Well, hang on. I don't understand why you'd attack an independent business. All right, it's slightly poncy, but why you would attack an independent business because there's homeless people? That's what they're saying. They say, well, there's a prep up the road. They didn't go for them. They yeah, we're going for the small guys. Um, okay. We speak, well, I told you about that. I went to, um, and I'm not going to say too much about it, but I went to a launch party for a kids thing yesterday. It was in East London. Oh, the, everyone go and have a shave and have your hair that's the same length on the top as it is at the sides. Because it was, it was for kids, right? And it was in this sort of warehouse bar that was like, it was like the set for Dragon's Den. And the music was too loud. You can't have it too loud for kids. They've got ear- sensitive ears. Mm-hmm. And it was these people playing singles. All right, that's cool. But it was too loud for kids. It was so up its own. Uh- well, I told you the image that summed it up for me that I'm not going to repeat on the radio. I'll, I'll, I'll whisper it to Kelly. Hang on a second. Really? <laughs> it sounds like my mates. It really was. It just summed up everything that was wrong with this place. I mean, you were up to your eyes in hipsters. Oh, for crying out loud, you know. And it was, it was, it was, I got a migraine. I had to leave in the end. Those are the theme tune to the equaliser. They were selling booze, though, weren't they? There was a lot of booze going on. There was a lot of booze. You could buy a bottle of wine for 18 quid. A launch party. 18 quid? Anyway, so, so I'm expecting delivery of the new iPhone 6S. Okay? Oh, that didn't happen. Right, well. What it, was the hallelujah for? It. I was expecting it on Friday. So I ordered it ages ago, right? And I got a text. Doogie Hauser. No, mate. Oh, boy. It's not Doogie Hauser. Doogie Hauser. Anyone? I don't know why she's saying Doogie Howser and winking at me violently. What do we do? Um, Can we reset? Good, anyway, come on. So, it was supposed to come on Friday between um, 10 past 2 and 10 past 3. I'm thinking, all right, yeah, nice, right? Um, By 7 o'clock in the evening, Friday evening, it still hadn't arrived. So I started to... I I, I looked... Well, actually, I'd looked online throughout the day and it had a little tracker of where Mm. your thing was. I did that with my pizza. And for three hours, it said... The driver is approaching delivery number 60, you're number 62. For three hours it said that. Gosh. So at seven, I tweeted the company and said, guys, where's my phone? Is it coming? Eventually they got back and said, yeah, yeah, it's out for delivery. You'll have it tonight. 7.35, I get a text saying, your, your delivery is delayed. It'll be with you on Monday. Whoa. Oh, boy. I then tweet the company and say, hey, what's going on? They said, yeah, the dr- driver attempted delivery at 7.34 um, and you weren't in. No. He was unable to get access to the property. I said, what the flipping heck does that mean? It's a, it's a house. Here's, here's a secret, guys. 
You've got no fence. There's no gate. You just walk up the driveway. You're in the house. I mean, yeah, the walk will take about five, ten minutes. It's a long driveway. It's a mansion. It's not really. <laughs> and I said, there's no way. There's no card. There's no way that driver... And then I went into a foul-mouthed, sweary rant on Twitter. That's so unlike you. Isn't it, though? That's how angry I was. I said, why did your driver lied? Lied. And then eventually, uh, the next morning, I got a text saying it's going to come today between um, 10.47 and 11.47, which was great because I was out all day. I managed to get back in time. 12.30, fella turned up with it. I got it. I got it in the end. Oh, yeah. But this is how petty I am, ladies and gentlemen. I was so angry with the service and the delay and the lie. It was the lie from the lie. It's the deception, drivers. isn't it? Do you know what I did? Smashed it up. No, not quite. Just as ridiculous. I then went online and I um, 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 decided to cancel the order. Printed off a label, stuck it on the box, went down to my local U- U- local UPS. It wasn't them that was doing the bad delivery and said, oh, you have that. I've sent it back. I've sent it back to teach the delivery company that isn't Apple a lesson. And I think they've got that lesson now. That lesson so is that I- I've got a phone that still doesn't work. Yeah, but... Um- <laughs> You might but you're well getting have, another phone today. You might nope. as well have cut off your nose, put it in a parcel, yep. and sent it to them. I cut off a bit of my body and put it in a parcel mm. and sent it to them. It wasn't my nose. So what are you going to do? I'll stick with that phone that doesn't work. <laughs> uh, that'll teach them. Who burped? <laughs> no, I'm just that'll shocked. teach them. That'll teach them. That'll teach them. Don't lie to me about saying you attempted a delivery when you didn't. But was it was just one person's lie. Mm. Who probably just has no idea that you've sent the phone back. Mm-hmm. Huh? <laughs> That's that sorted then. Is that sorted? Don't. Uh, it's very, very simple. Don't wow. mess with me, guys, because I will send back the product that you are representing. I had a. I'm sim- happy to stick with a phone that don't work. I but then sim- you've reordered it. No. So, so you're just not going to have that no. phone now. No. Well. No. Don't mess. With, don't mess with me. I had I'm one. Furious. I had one that was worse than that. They said they delivered, and they you. said I'd signed for it, and I said, "Can oh. I see my signature?" And they said, "No." I said, well, then you haven't, I haven't got this thing. What are you on about? Yeah. After about two weeks, they sent me this picture of a signature. It didn't even look like my name. Wowzers. Um, it's a great story. I got given a free push chair that was a lot more expensive than the one that had been nicked. Eey. Then the one that had been nicked turned up two weeks later. They said, you can keep it. Then the guy came up and took it back. Well, hang on a minute. Could you keep it or did he take it back? I could have kept it, but he came back and he, uh, he you collected it. You should have kept it and given it to I Kelly. I was so flabbergasted. <laughs> so she gave, gave a little rest. I didn't need two push chairs. Oh, well. Anyway, know. what's that all about? Delivery men, deliver. 03459 455 555. Delivery men, we're gunning for you today, guys. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The anti-clockwise M25, just two lanes are open at Junction 20. That's a King's Langley turn. There's an accident just by the entry slip road onto the motorway and uh, all the, the outside two lanes are blocked. There's a queue now from Junction 22. That's the St Albans turn off and it uh, looks like plenty of drivers are coming off the M25 uh, at Junction 22. And then the A1 is very busy, A1 down into London this morning through Boreham Wood. Now the M1 just spotted on the speed sensors. Northbound passing Toddington services is slow. There's obviously something happening on that stretch. Southbound usual congestion uh, down towards Junction 10. That's the Luton Airport turnoff. And the A1M usual delay southbound at Stevenage. James Wardy, BBC, Three Counties Radio. Thank you, James. 
Got to say, guys, if you're travelling on the M1, Apps Pond Lane, looking, well, it was looking very, very smoky when I came up. Open your windows and suck in a lungful of that bad boy. Oh, it smells good. Unless, of course, you live there and it's blighting your life. 03459 555 555. Today, oh, I've got a brilliant question, actually. Brilliant question. I knew there was something I meant to ask. Oh, right. Yeah. Here's the question of the day, Would right? You like to come? What is smell? Yeah. Deal with that, guys. Deal with that. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock. I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines. Bedfordshire police arrest a record number of immigrants, British soldiers to be sent to Africa and a campaign to stop cats being knocked down in Berkhamsted. BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire police say an unprecedented number of people are now being detained in the county for immigration offences. Figures show a rise of more than 80% with many at motorway service areas. George Mossy, who lives near Toddington Services, has installed more than a dozen CCTV cameras. You do hear some strange noises and the first thing that comes into your mind is, is the immigrants. So you've really got to make sure everything's locked under key in the house. So everything's under surveillance with cameras. This is due to the immigrants, but it's got to be done. An elderly woman has died after her car hit a lamppost in Milton Keynes. The accident happened in Princess Way on Saturday evening at the junction with Queensway. The 88-year-old sustained head injuries and died yesterday morning. British troops are being sent to join UN peacekeeping missions in South Sudan and Somalia. David Cameron will make the formal announcement in New York today. Our reporter Carol Walker is travelling with the Prime Minister. Up to 300 British troops will be sent to South Sudan, which is facing a humanitarian crisis after a civil conflict that has forced more than two million people from their homes. They'll provide specialist engineering skills and combat training for the UN mission. In Somalia, a country struggling after decades of violence and threatened by al-Shabaab extremists, up to 70 British troops will provide medical and logistical support to the UN forces. A woman from Berkhamsted is campaigning to get motorists to slow down after nearly 20 pets were killed on her road. Sue Barnard has put signs along Ellesmere Road to get drivers to stay well below the 30 mile per hour limit. Here's Ollie Bayliss. Over the past few years, at least 18 cats and a dog have died after collisions with vehicles. Campaigner Sue Barnard is handing out leaflets and is planning to film dangerous drivers and hand over the footage to police. She hopes that this will prevent any more pets being killed on her road. Stargazers have been watching a lunar eclipse overnight. Astronomer Mark Thompson says it appeared to turn red. In theory, the moon should go completely dark, but the atmosphere of the Earth actually passes some light through from the sun. It kind of bends the light around the Earth and does still illuminate the moon, but it's only the red light that gets through. All the other colours, they get sort of scattered in the atmosphere, so it turns red because the atmosphere allows the red light through. If there's lots of dust in the atmosphere, then it can actually be really quite a dark, murky brown. In sport, Watford lost at home for the first time in the Premier League. The Hornets were beaten 1-0 by Crystal Palace. And the weather will be misty and chilly at first, but clearing to leave a fine and dry day. Top temperatures around 18 degrees Celsius, 63 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. 
Thank you, Lee. It's a genuine question. I've just been arguing with Kelly and Catherine about this, right? Well, not Kelly. She was too scared to... Uh, she, that question literally... I, I saw... I think a blood vessel went in her eye. One of her eyes has gone bloodshot. She started twitching. The question is a big... It's, it's a serious question. I, was, I spent way too much of this weekend. I had to drive to Bath, OK? From my house, it's about an hour and 50 minutes. That whole journey was me pondering, what is smell? What is it? Right? The cat... The cat is back, okay, but she's she's um, reluctant to go out unless I put her out. She doesn't want to walk past the dog. Fair enough. She's doing a dirty protest. She's doing poos and wheeze in the bedroom. Now, cat urine is unlike any other urine I've sniffed. It's really, it's acidic. It's got a really acidic smell. You can tell the difference between a cat and a dog and a child's pee-pee. Really acidic smell, right? And I cannot, for the life of me, get rid of that smell in my bedroom. So what is smell. The implication being that smell is a physical thing, but you can't see smell. Otherwise, it, it, would, it would be a sight. Do you know what? You can't see smell, but you can smell smell, right? If you go into um, a smoky pub, just stick with me, okay? You go into a smoky pub and you come out and your mum says, you've been smoking. And you say, no, I haven't been smoking. She said, well, you smell of smoke. And actually, you have been smoking, but you you are not saying that you have, but you have been in a smoky pub. You weren't even smoking in the pub. You were smoking in your mate's car. His own car. It doesn't matter what you're doing there. How does the smoke, how does your, how does your new jacket end up smelling of smoke? I don't know, but you've got to put it in the conservatory overnight. Well, exactly. What is smell? Is it a, is it a physical, it can't yes, be a physical it is. thing. it's tiny particles of the thing that you can smell. But if you could do that, then you could put a smell in a box. Yeah. I've never smelled a box. Come on, you've done a jar. Admittedly, yes, I've cupped my hands and then thrown it in someone's face, but... The Dutch oven, again, is in a similar technique. Well done to the Dutch for that. 03459 555555. Scott on, on Twitter, it's one of your five senses, mate. No, 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 no. Not good enough. What actually is smell? 03459 555555. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's, and it's not me being cute. It's a genuine question. We need... Um, who's the clever lad that calls in? He invented... Um, we've got a caller who's like a genius, right? He invented a machine that means if, if um, you're transplanting a kidney or a lung or something, you can connect it to this machine and it keeps it alive. What was his name? He called the other his day. His name was Steve was the Genius. Steve the Genius. Steve the Genius, if you're listening, can you call in? 03459 455 555. And for goodness sakes, answer the question that's on everybody's lips at the moment. What the hell is smell? What the hell is smell? 03459 455 555. You can text in your answers, although I don't think the answer will be able to fit into a simple text. 81333. Start your text, 3CR. Um, Also, I had the pleasure... I say pleasure. I had um, an experience at the weekend that... um, I'm glad I tried it. I tried it once. Try everything once, apart from... Um, what there's a quote, isn't there? Try everything once apart from incest and Morris dancing. 
That's mm. a proper quote. That's a posh quote. That's not me being flippant. That's a posh quote from like a clever man from the olden days. You forgot about, you know, death because you can. You've got to try it once. Try it once. I tried at the weekend. I was in a burger shop and it was like a. It was a weird burger place, right? Because it was a little bit. What? Rough and ready. Right. And on the menu it said um, hamburger, beef burger, um, burger, burger, uh, kangaroo burger. And oh. I, we all went. Is that real kang? I went in with the Paul Scoynes lookalike. Well, oh, yeah. Lo- what a lovely bloke he is. What an absolutely delightful bloke. And is he went, better than Paul Scoynes? Can we swap much, him? much better. Right. Much better. He knows about gadgets and stuff. Wow. Um, and we all went, is that real kangaroo? And the guy went, yeah, of course it is. So we all had a kangaroo burger. Right. I had it with Swiss cheese on mine. Um, and it was tasty-ish. But I had the worst indigestion on the way. I mean, like, really searing... There, oish. Bush meat, though, isn't it? I don't know what part of the animal it was. They didn't specify. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> Get me such bad. Get me such bad. Serves you right. It does. Full skip. And then, and then everyone was tweeting... What's that you're trying to say, Skippy? Nothing. <laughs> but then everyone was tweeting a story that's in the papers today that a kangaroo had gone missing that day. The police were reporting a missing kangaroo. No, that was a wallaby. That was tiny. That wouldn't have made one burger. Well, mine three. Well, OK. Anyway. 03459 555. What the hell is smell? So we can get Dave Luton to phone up and say that. What the hell is smell? And um, kangaroos. Eating a kangaroo. Now... <laughs> Don't talk about bush meat, will you? <laughs> this is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. The number of immigration arrests by Bedfordshire police has increased by more than 80% this year c- compared to the same period last year. And according to my next guest, that's just scratching the surface of the total number of migrants who are arriving here. Uh, Chief Inspector um, Nick Lyle of um, Bedfordshire Police joins me now. Morning, Nick. Morning, Ian. Um, so, a massive increase. I'm, ass- I'm assuming, and tell me if I'm wrong, it- it's people generally in the back or underneath or on top of lorries and then they get off at Toddington Services. Is that, is that the main part of it? That pretty much sums it up in a nutshell, definitely. How And how uh, are you lot coping with it? Uh, well, it's becoming really, really difficult, if I'm honest. Um, and we've seen probably upwards of an 80% increase over the last six months um, compared to last year. And it places a real, real drain on resources, um, you know, for us to deal with 8, 10, 12 people at a time that are being detained um, at Toddington Services in the main, as you say. Um, and, it, you know, it's placing a, a real pressure on our resources and, and making when, it really difficult for us to respond to um, other calls. When do you get the call, Nick? Is it, um, uh, is it a driver who, who gets out for a cup of tea and goes, oh, blimey, I've got, got a load in the back? Is it Toddington Services? Is it when they leave there and it's, it's people in the vicinity? What, how does it work? Uh, in the main, it's normally somebody sees movement in the back of a lorry or, as you said a second ago, uh, once they've left the lorry and they're running across other people's land or um, mm. often, often towards the carriageway that we get calls from members of the public. And um, what sort of condition are these people in? Uh, fairly regularly. They're um, extremely dehydrated, extremely hungry, um, and have spent upwards of eight hours sometimes in the back of a you know, container lorry um, in some fairly warm conditions in the back of a lorry. Yeah. Um, been rattling around on the motorway for a number of hours, so 
uh, normally extremely distressed, extremely hungry and um, extremely dehydrated. And what do what do the police do? How does it work? Do you, are you arresting them? Are you taking them back to the cells? What's the, what's the procedure? Yeah, we detain them uh, normally on suspicion of being illegal immigrants to the country. Uh, they're then detained and taken to the nearest police station, um, which at Toddington Services is, is often either Kempston or Luton, depending on where the spaces are. Um, and if there's a significant number, we'll often open up Dunstable Station and um, and house them there uh, until we receive support from the border agency who, um, who come and do the relevant investigations and inquiries. Um, you say it's stretching resources and it's stopping you attending uh, 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 other you know incidents that perhaps you'd like to. And we all know that the police are having massive, massive cuts, so resources are stretched. Are you suggesting, Nick, that you um, would like other agencies to deal with this instead of the police? Uh, I think there's probably more more work can be done uh, nationally uh, in terms of the response to uh, immigration offences. Uh, we're often just a courier to take the uh, individuals from one place to another. Um, and I think that, you know, the, the time now is, uh, as we're seeing the increased levels, the time now and the pressure that everybody's under um, nationally in terms of budgets is for us all to start looking at alternative ways of... of utilising people to, to get individuals into custody. Who, who would do it then? Is, is there anybody around at the moment, or are you, are you suggesting that, that we need kind of a new government agency specifically to intercept these people? Uh, I think it's probably just smarter working between the agencies that are already there. Right. I, don't think there's, I don't think there's money available for, um, you know, for new departments to be formed. I think it's just about pooling resources together better, reducing other demand across the different agencies and uh, recycling some of that into, you know, into the new demand, which this certainly is. I would imagine as well that um, sometimes the, the the officers that 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 go and get these people, um, you know, these people have been on long journeys. As you say, they're hungry, they're dehydrated, they've often got kids. Um, it, that must have a, a, an emotional impact on the officers as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. There's a, there's a number of incidents that we deal with on a daily basis that have that impact. But certainly, you know, seeing somebody. We all join this job to, you know, to save life and to keep people safe. And, and, and when you're confronted with and greeted with a number of distressed, confused people, um, you know, in poor medical condition, it's, you know, it's not something that's nice to see, but, you know, something that we will, you know, we'll deal with and do what we can to, you know, to support their and, you know, support their welfare. Uh, we've been an 80% increase uh, this year compared to last year. Do you think you're getting them all or are there, there, do you think there are more that are slipping through the net that you're, you're unaware of? Uh, I would imagine that there are uh, additional people slipping through the net that we're not aware of. Um, very rarely do we catch everybody doing everything, so mm. I, I don't see why this case would be any different. Um, and there are clearly those that are coming into the country in a, in a more organised manner than just jumping on the back of a lorry. So, um, so yeah, I would imagine there mm. are. All right, Nick, listen, more. I appreciate your time this morning. Thanks very much. OK, thank you. So, thank you, Chief Inspector Nick Lyle of Bedfordshire Police, 03459. Four double five five double five is the telephone number. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. I like, uh, yeah, I like him. We'll get him back. Uh, it's do-gooders like you, Ian, that are encouraging all these immigrants, as we discussed before. Uh, Ian from Solly, I can never work out whether he likes me or he hates me. I can never work it out. Because he'll send nice stuff... But maybe he's being sarcastic there because we had a caller last week, didn't we? Was it James? Was it James, the caller we had last week, who said it was my fault, basically, that we had... Um, it, was, it was the BBC's fault that that young Syrian lad had died. 
is, is that not not completely. In all fairness to James, but but there, there was a significant part, and it was the BB. It was my fault um, that we've got so many um, people fleeing from uh, potential death in war zones. Sorry about that, guys. Apologies. But but if if they're getting off hungry, right, uh, 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 and their first thing they're confronted with is the prices at Toddington service stations. Well, I would suggest that most of them want to go straight back because those prices are outrageous, aren't they? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Long delays on the M25, two lanes blocked anti-clockwise just uh, at Junction 20, just uh, at the end of the entry slip road. The outside two lanes are closed off. Police and ambulance and recovery teams are now there. We can see on camera congestion starts... Uh, well, before Junction 22 now, before the St Albans turn off, and uh, that's, as I say, anti-clockwise. As a result, uh, there are delays on the southbound M1. Uh, southbound A41 looking very slow, looking at the speed sensors, and the 414 at London Coney westbound uh, is looking slow. Uh, I think the foggy conditions causing delays on the M1 this morning. Southbound at Junction 14, very heavy. Uh, southbound towards Junction uh, 11 and 10, uh, slow moving. Northbound at Toddington Services was actually uh, slow on the cameras. As I say, I think it's the foggy conditions and tra as traffic heads into the roadworks there. Uh, southbound A1M, usual delays passing Stevenage this morning. Very busy into London on the A1 from Boreham Wood down towards Mill Hill. And uh, as for trains, well, no reported delays this morning. James Wally, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, James. None of you know what the hell is smell. There's a brilliant tweet from Adrian, which I'll read out in a minute, which just shows that we're not, we all think we know what smell it. We haven't got a clue. Haven't got a clue. 7.16, Monday the 28th of September, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. There's been a large rise in the number of people being detained by Bedfordshire Police for immigration offences. A man from Buckinghamshire is fighting deportation to Barbados despite living in Britain since the age of 12. And motorists are being urged to slow down on a road in Berkhamsted after nearly 20 cats were knocked down. Not at the same time, I hope. That would be hideous. We've had a brilliant summer of cricket. That's Edson Court is all over. But once again, we're also celebrating our unsung sporting heroes. He has such passion for sport. I'm extremely proud of what we've achieved here. Who will you nominate? We're looking for someone who inspires people to get involved in sport across beds, hearts and bucks. He's funny. He's, he's never strict with you. So you don't feel pressured. To make your nominations, go to bbc.co.uk slash unsung hero and download an entry form. The closing date is Thursday, 22nd of October, with our 2015 Unsung Hero announced at the BBC Sports Personality of the Year in December. She cares about everyone else more than she does about herself. Get inspired. Get nominating. So the cat has been found. And for those of you, because it was, it was um, Friday, uh, and I've realised not everyone knows this. You make me feel. Oh, no. You make me feel. Is this, stop dogging me or something. Leave me alone, baby, what you say to me. Well, the dog was the problem. I think so this is an inappropriate This is song. the thing. The cat went missing for four days, OK? Flyers were handed out, vets were contacted. It was I was in tears, literally in tears. And uh, then I got a, um, a phone call on Friday afternoon saying, I found the cat from my wife. I was like, where the hell was the cat? The cat was in the house the whole time, right? And what she'd done, because of the dog, was somehow she had got... Underneath, there was like a, the tiniest of gaps in the wainscoting. 
in the... Which is that bit that if you pull it off underneath your kitchen, you can't get it back on again. Never pull it off in the kitchen. No. It's basically... The, um, Kelly's looking at me blankly. I know she was. What's the number? like one? a skirting board. Skirting board. But it's underneath your cupboards, so it's detachable. Oh, yeah. See, cupboards... Oh, I know, exactly the fella. There was like a yeah. tiny little crack, like literally that big. Yeah. And the cat had crawled under there. And the way my wife found her, she was she was cleaning the floor. <laughs> what was it? The 1970s. People clean the floor. And um, the dog started barking at the wainscoting. And then she heard a... <laughs> and she thought, yeah. oh... God, there's a, she thought there was a, a body rat. under there. She thought it was a body. But she started pulling... Basically, she's trashed the kitchen. The cat was had hidden under there for, we think, four days. Aww. We have to cut her open to um, to get the, uh, the the secret camera we had implanted in her. Uh, and she was thin. She was hungry. She was dehydrated. She was like the fellas we were just talking about there. Um, but she was alive and well. And she uh, she dined on ham. She dined on fine ham. And yeah. she's alive and well and constantly pooing what? and weeing in my bedroom. What's now. her attitude like? Sassy. She's like, yeah, whatever. When the hell have you been? Whatever, yeah. She's like, chill out, Dad. She's like, chill out, Dad. So the cat is alive and well. Do you remember that moment when you were a kid and you'd been lost and your mum would be, first of all, delighted and Ooh. then you'd get a smack? Yeah. I never understood that. Could Mixed have murdered emotions. her. Oh, we just lost Ricky. I was about to go to Ricky and we lost Ricky. Oh. Get, get Ricky back. 03459 455 555. What the hell is smell? Now, this just shows how much we are whistling in the dark. Okay, there's a, a, a tweet here from Adrian, and this is just nonsense. Mm. Smell is taste. He's confused his senses. No, I think. Mm, you, no. Yeah. Smell is taste. You are tasting molecules flying off whatever you are smelling. <laughs> that doesn't mean you know anything. You if you can't smell things, you can't taste them. Did you know that? That's not true. It is true. That's not it's true. Totally true. That is not true. It's true. Ricky's on the line. Morning, Ricky. Morning, Ian. What, what you got for us, boss? Um, defence of the uh, delivery driver. You're going to defend the delivery driver that didn't yep. um, make the uh, window of um, 10 minutes past 2 to 10 minutes past 3 on a Friday, then lied about pretending to attempt a delivery You can, and, and then was late the next day as well. I'd like to hear your defence, Ricky. Overworked, underpaid, not loved. Yeah, if he didn't lie, then I might love him a little bit more. Yeah, basically, you shouldn't tell lies. You, you should never tell lies, Ricky. Why are you, why are you um, um, so hot for delivery drivers? I used to be one. Oh, oh, you know what you can do? You can. Leave me alone, leave me alone. Uh, did you ever tell lies, Ricky? Um, only by number. And a various uh, hmm? system of excuses. Um, yeah. Right in traffic. Yeah. Road works. Did you ever um, uh, toss a package over the um, wall? Uh, no. Okay. If there was a note outside saying leave delivery here, would you adhere to that note or would you ignore it, as some of them do as well? Only if the parcel has stated on it, can't be left without. How's about this revenge, Ricky? I sent that parcel straight back. Uh, was, was they on time in collecting? Was it, what? Were they on time collecting? No, it? I went. I, I didn't try. I went to another delivery firm where they have drop-off points in soup in uh, news agents. That's weird, isn't it? Yes. Well, I think that's the way it's going to go. Ricky, it what are you doing now? You're not. You're not um, uh, fake it. You're not forging. A, we tried to call, but you weren't in. Note now, are you? It sounds like you're doing something. No, I, I retired. Good. Okay. Well, it sounds like you're really enjoying yourself. So that's um, 
Sounds like you're uh, reclining and relaxing, so that's great news for you. I everybody. had a funny standoff with a delivery man the other day. Oh, yeah. Because he'd knocked on the door before he was supposed to. What? And he couldn't hand over the parcel until his computer said he could. So we stood there in silence. What? I mean, I tried to chat to him, but yeah. What, do you, said, what does that mean? Well, he, he had this like, you know, they've got like the, the big calculator that you sign. Yeah. Well, he was looking at that and he went, oh, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't. By the way, you can write anything on that calculator with that pen stub. I, I, like put, I put swears on there. They don't care. No. They don't care. Willy Wonka, close. Anyway, he's looking at this thing and he said, oh, I can't give it to you yet. I said, well, you just what? knocked on the door. And he went, yeah, but the computer says I have to hold on. Oh, for goodness it's sakes. It's all time to abs- And they have to take a photograph of your door as well to show they I were there. I once nearly got into a punch-up with two massive delivery drivers you know um some companies some swedish flat pack companies not gonna mention any names here they um offer a delivery service but they outsource they certainly went this was a few years ago they outsourced it okay so it wasn't ikea that did it It was a company that they outsourced Mm. to right they gave me an eight hour delivery window that's a day that's so they said between eight o'clock on a sunday morning Six o'clock on a Sunday evening. It's an eight-hour window. No, it's not eight hours. Uh, um, anyway, it was eight, eight till four, whatever the eight hours is. I don't know. Eight till eight hours. I was like, eight-hour window? After half past four, so it was come at four, half past four, they hadn't turned up. They were late for an eight-hour window. They turned up at seven, two massive fellas. And I had a cob on. Went, all oh, right, you've decided to turn up. We were busy. I said, yeah, you. Were, I've been waiting in all day. You've had an eight-hour window. And they got really stroppy. They sucked their teeth oh. at me in my house. I went, what did you do? He went, what? I said, would you suck in my, your teeth in my house? No, it wasn't sucking my teeth. That would be weird. <laughs> suck, sucking your teeth in my house. Get out. Get out. I, I tossed them out. Wow. And they, then they... That'll, that'll teach them. So you didn't then, get your furniture. Then as they went, no, I got the furniture. Right. I made sure I got the furniture. And then as they went out, I slammed the door and they looked, gave me a dirty look and I gave them the fingers. Good British two fingers to them as they walked down <laughs> the, the pathway. They came back then they started banging on the door. Well, I then pretended to dial 999 and call, I dialed 999 really obviously in front of them, pretended to call You're the police. I'm always doing that. I'm always doing that. <laughs> if you ever see me dial 999, the odds are I'm not dialing 999. Your delivery uh, stories, please. 03459 455 555. Uh, and acts of revenge. Because the thing that was late being delivered, I've sent it back. Have that. Have it. Sent it back. Yeah, but... Sent it back. But you... I will stick with a broken phone. That will teach them. That... Thank you. I'm glad you both agree with me. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Maybe you should ring them and tell. Oh, oh you, you can't. can't. What did you say? A young father from Buckinghamshire is facing deportation despite living here since the age of twelve. Jamal Maskell was unofficially adopted when he was uh, where he was born in Barbados at just three months, and it's that unusual arrangement that's causing the problem. Well, Jamal's on the line now. Morning, Jamal. Hello. Good morning. So let's let's go back if we can. So you were kind of adopted at the age of three months but it turns out it wasn't officially done what happened um well basically my birth mum and the person i call brother now um they were dating okay and he didn't like the way obviously that she was treating or raising me at that point in time i don't know for what reasons but he didn't see it fit to raise a child, so he brought me to his mum. He then took me under her care. And then at what age did um, you and that uh, that new family move from Barbados to the UK? Uh, well, I 
returned back up here when I was 12. Right. To finally, like, live over here with my adopt, well, then adoptive mum and family. Uh, so that was at the age of 12 in 2002. Right, okay. But she's not actually adopted you, has she? Um, there's no legal... There's no legal papers to say that I'm legally adopted by her, no. Oh, blimey. Um, so, uh, um, this is complicated, and I'm trying to get my head around it. Why did she not do it properly? I think because it wasn't really an urgency or a need at that point in time. Well, my birth mum did try to claim me back once, but then it was left down to my choice because she came to... I can remember the day she came to the house with the police and the police said, well, it's my choice. I've been living with this lady. Wow. Or do I want to return back with my birth mum and I chose to stay with the adopted family? How old were you there when you had to make that choice? I think I was about six or seven. Flipping heck. That's a lot of pressure to put on a, on a six-year-old kid, isn't it? Well, it is, thinking about it. But yeah. <laughs> so you've lived here thinking. since the age of 12... Yeah. Um, and what's happening now? You're, you're, you're basically going to get booted out. Is that right? Um, not 100%. Um, it's not the fact that I'm going to be booted out. It's more the fact of the application that I have to send in is the only application I qualify for. Right. If not, they would, if not, it's then down to me to either, I'll have to either stay over here without being able to work and support my family until they do kick me out or voluntary return back to Barbados, where then they put a two-year band on it, so I still won't be able to return from a minimum of two years. But so there is... And, what, so what have you got to do? To, what, 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 what criteria do you have to meet? What do you have to do to be able to stay in this country? Um, it depends on what application you're going in for. The right. application I was going to go in for, I, I can't meet the criteria, which is proven that essentially me and... My baby mum, who isn't here at the moment, she's gone off to work, but me and her have been living together for two years. I can't prove that because I can't live with her because no. I can't obviously work to help pay like rent and that kind of stuff, which is needed by... But she's got, she's had a, you've had a baby with her? Yeah, we've had a little boy who's three and she's... Hang on, but you've been together two years? Well. No, we've been together for four years. I okay, sorry. Prove. Okay. But you don't live with her? Um, no. So you're not together? We're, well, we're, we, we are together, but we can't live together. Why can't you live together? Um, we can't live together because, obviously, me not being able to work and she lives in a council house and stuff, they have rules and regulations against people living... Well, now, hang on, hang on. If you were... Uh, uh, if you, there are unmarried couples that live, live together in council houses. Yeah, but... I can't work to help support and like pay for anything because I don't have a national insurance number. That's why I'm essentially doing all the stuff I'm doing. Yeah. Is to get a national insurance number so I can work and support my family. Like, yeah. I, that's all I essentially want to do is be able to work so I can yeah. have got one child already, another one on the way. We do the 12 week scan on the I don't understand. I'm struggling to understand why you don't live with the, the mother of your, your son and the, the, the mother of your. Your next baby. I just can't 
quite. I don't quite because there are unmarried couples that live together in council houses where one does. Well, they, one doesn't work. She won't be able to afford. We won't. She wouldn't be able to to afford living on her own if I was living with her. Okay. And I can't really put my child through living rough just because I want to be there 24-7. I'll prefer to stay away so that he has an easier life and I do the one and I be the one who like, okay. lives rough. Yeah. Like okay. that kind of thing. OK, well, uh, listen, we've got 30 seconds around. What happens next? Um, what happens next is I'm just trying to essentially raise the money before the 20... because the application is due in before I turn 25 next month. Right. So I've, I've just been trying to raise the money to essentially help me get there so that I don't have to then voluntarily return or wait to be deported. OK, Jamal, listen, we're out of time. Uh, a little bit late for the travel. Uh, it's an interesting story. Keep us uh, informed of what happens. 03459 555555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Long delays on the anti-clockwise M25 this morning. It's because of this accident. Uh, anti-clockwise at Junction 20, the King's Langley turn, and uh, recovery teams are on scene there. But so we can see on camera, just two lanes, left lanes open. Uh, back of the queue, not far now from Junction 23, the A1M. So really slow on the approach all the way around from just past 23 round to 20. As a result, the southbound M1 is slow, as is the southbound A41. Delays on the A41 uh, between London Coney and Park Streets, uh, uh, trying avoid those queues and uh, also delays on the M1 southbound uh, junction 14 Milton Keynes is heavy south of Toddington services are looking slow we think it's possibly because of the foggy conditions in the roadworks area northbound is also slow moving there usual congestion on the A1M passing Stevenage and a check on the trains reveals no delays just actually getting word of problems on the A41 Great Barford bypass and may have been an accident uh, between the A1 at Black Cat and uh, the uh, St Neots Road if you have any updates do call us James Wally BBC Three Counters Radio Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past seven. I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, the number of immigrants being arrested by Bedfordshire police has increased by more than 80%. A senior officer says the number being detained this year is unprecedented. An elderly woman has died after a car hit a lamppost in Milton Keynes. The accident happened in Princess Way on Saturday evening at the junction with Queensway. A woman from Berkhamsted is campaigning to get motorists to slow down after nearly 20 pets were killed on her road. Sue Barnard has put up signs along Ellesmere Road and is planning to film drivers who break the speed limit. The weather will be misty and chilly at first but clearing to leave a fine and dry day. Top temperatures around 18 degrees Celsius, 63 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford lost at home for the first time in the Premier League yesterday. The Hornets were beaten 1-0 by Crystal Palace, but manager Kike Flores was happy despite the result. I am pleased with the performance of the players, always, always, because I try to separate always the, the score, with respect the final result, respect the, the performance. They always they are fighting, always try to, to do the best, and finally sometimes we can, sometimes it's impossible to do. But in general, I have very happy with the, with the players. 
Elsewhere, there were defeat for the MK Dons and Stevenage, but Wickham are up to second in League Two, and there was victory for Luton Town at Kenilworth Road. In Formula One, Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton won the Japanese Grand Prix at Suzuka. The win puts Hamilton 48 points clear of Nico Rosberg in the Drivers' Championship with five races remaining, and also equals Ayrton Senna's tally of 41 race victories. I just can't believe that I'm here in Suzuka where I would watch Ayrton win and... and um I set out to achieve something similar to him, and but I really, really do feel like I'm, you know, like I'm taking the baton from him, and uh, I'm going to see how far I can stretch it for us. At the Rugby World Cup, Ireland beat Romania and Scotland rallied to beat the USA. England are back in training today ahead of their next match against Australia on Saturday. Flanker Tom Wood says they need to put the defeat to Wales behind them. Uh, I'm not going to lie, uh, losing in a white shirt to Wickenham is not a nice thing, and. Uh, the change room's pretty beaten up at the minute. People are uh, pretty down. But we've got to dust ourselves off really quick. Um, we've got to get a grip of the team as leaders and uh, make sure that we know that uh, everything's still to play for. And finally, Hertfordshire's Laura Trott won her third title at the British Track Cycling Championships. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at 8 o'clock. Mama put the popcorn kernels in the pot. Sorry, parents. Enjoy it, kids. She turned up the heat, now the pot is getting hot. And then those popcorn kernels start to pop, pop, pop. that light on why am i i'm broadcasting am i is my voice going out on the radio but well but my fade is down freaky shiz when are we having that course on how to um what to do when the brand new really expensive system breaks is that next week because i think they need to bring it forward a bit because my fader is i cannot turn (laughs) i cannot turn my microphone off this is Come and look, come and look, come and look, guys. Come and look. I cannot. My micro. That's my microphone. And it's off. Look, it's off. It's on. It's off. It's on. It's off. But it's still on. What the hell? This is awful. How am I going to be rude about the people who work at BBC Three Counties Radio? On, off, on, off, on, off, on. All I did was. Let me just try again. All I did was during popcorn, I hit the. There we go. There we go. <laughs> that's that Guys, that's what happens when the uh, the new expensive computer system breaks. You just hit the desk really hard. <laughs> There's a floor, guys. Um, Carpet Martin says, with my rightest of winged hats on, if that couple can't afford to live together at the moment, why are they having another kid? There was so much about that story. First of all, the use of the phrase, baby mummy. <laughs> Oh, 
it just really sits so uncomfortably with me. Um, there was a lot about that story um, that left me scratching my head, if I'm completely honest. And I like to be honest with you. But guys. that might be because we're very, very, very middle class. And you more so. Elle says the reason they're not living together is because the mother will not get benefits as a single parent. You forgot to ask if she works. She does work. Yeah. Um, Wayne in Bedford, easier life because she gets benefits, kick him out. Well, he wants to pay his way, though. He says he wants to be legal and legit so he can start paying his way. If, well... Donna uh, in Bedford, his girlfriend gets more money living on her own so she would claim more benefits being a single mum. You're all very suspicious. That's the way it works, though. If you live alone, you don't have to pay so much in council tax and that, do you? Dennis! Good morning, Ian. Good morning, Dennis from Dunstable. You get a mention. You you get a you, shush, you get a mention in my live show. Do you? No. When? You do. I mention when? you in my live show. Oh, did I? Oh, Are you okay. coming to the Luton Library Theatre on October the seventeenth to see it? October the seventeenth. You'll have to remind me when it gets to October. Well, it'll be sold out by then. There's about memory. seven tickets left. Short-term memory. Okay, okay. Well, who's that laughing in the background? I think that's his chair. Oh. It's my missus. She's even more short-term memory than well, I have. Well, st- she'll stop. Like, tell her to. Put, you should put your trousers on, and she'll stop laughing. <laughs> what did she say? I just, oh, thank oh. you. She said. Okay. Well, that she's welcome. She's. It sounded no, like she was this, gagged this, and bound. This, yes. This young gentleman who's having the trouble getting in the country. The easiest way is to go to Calais and come back through the tunnel. Oh, Ooh, all right, Rory. Satire. All right, Rory Bremner, Ben Elton. <laughs> Roy Chubby Brown. <laughs> no, honestly, uh, Ian, I'd like to know how many have come through the tunnel while this mass immigration is going on that's covered everything else. I think... But nobody has been saying anything about Calais. Um, what, the, well, um, I don't understand your point. Well, I say, how many has actually got through from Calais in this last, say, month? Without being reported, as a certain number getting through. Well, because if we don't we don't know the number, then we, that that number is unreportable. Well, I'm saying that the the, the uh, authorities must know it because they must because the police are stopping some of them, aren't they? Okay. Um, let's. I, I don't. I don't want to go down the mic. I'm a bit bored of that. What I want to know is, Dennis, what is yes. smell? What is smell? Uh, it is a bit of a taste. The trouble, the point is this. That's all I know about it. I love the smell of a good cigar. But I wouldn't like to taste... I tried to taste one, and they're terrible. So I, they can't be together, can they? There can't be a correlation between the two. It smells nicer than it tastes. Right, OK. So smell is nicer than taste. What, every time? No, no. Well, depending on who's doing the cooking... Yeah, exactly. But you, what you've done there, Dennis, is you've you've carefully you've done a um, you've done a, a politician. You've sidestepped the question, but I feel satisfied with your answer. Good, I'm glad. Thank you very much indeed, Dennis from Dunstable. Satisfy me. He didn't know what smell is though. He then went on a he rant. He said about, some words. He said you, some words about cigars, and you swallowed them. We're asking this morning, um, Luton Library Theatre. It was literally about seven tickets left. October the seventeenth. Can't say any more about it against BBC guidelines. Um, so we're asking what's his smell and for your delivery stories. Where the hell is Grumpy Jamie? Delivering. Eat jumpy, gra- jumpy, jumpy gravy. Jumpy gravy. <laughs> jumpy gravy. <laughs> jumpy gravy. He's been called all sorts. Gropey Jamie. Yeah. Now jumpy gravy. <laughs> jumpy gravy. Jumpy gravy. Uh, call in. You, you, have we not got his telephone number on the system? Yes, and I called it, but he's out delivering, so he wasn't there. 
with your delivery stories, and because I have, uh, I've had beef with a delivery company all weekend. It's just shortened my life <laughs> this uh, this weekend. It's been very, very annoying. Very but you annoying. resolved it in the only way you knew how. I got angry and I sent back the product that I actually really wanted and really <laughs> needed. So I might end up having to buy another one, but I'm not going to go through them. Basically, that'll teach them. That'll learn them. Rosie's on the line. Good morning, Rabina. Morning, Ian. Have you read... Now, you um, love The Kinks. Yeah. Have you read that book about Ray Davis, A Complicated Life? Oh, not that one. No, I've read the one with the X on the front. Well, hang on a minute. How much, do you, how much do you love The Kinks, then, if you've not even read a story about <laughs> The Kinks? I don't read anything. I never have time. Oh, blind. Which one did I have time to read? No, it's sad, isn't it? I don't, actually don't. <laughs> were, were you at the... I've got to ask a question. This is, can I just indulge me one geeky kinks question? Is that all right, boys and yeah, girls? Yeah, you can, okay. yeah. Well, I was asking the audience, really. There we go. <laughs> uh, well, that, I am your audience. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, you're right. Were you at the recording... Because um, you've been to their Conk Studios. We'll drive past Conk Studios in Crouch End. We're going to Crouch End today. Brilliant. We'll I'm drive not, past Conk we'll Studios. We'll be in separate cars, so I will not get your guided tour. I will, I'll go like that, and that means Conk Studios. <laughs> um, were you at the recording of the To The Bone album? No. Okay, fine. I was at the recording of the Come Dancing video. And I'm not interested. It. That wasn't the question. <laughs> well, wasn't the question. Interest, yeah. Wasn't the question. The question was: Were you at the recording of the To the Bone no. album, which I um, I listened to this weekend and thoroughly enjoyed? So, um, but you won't. So that's that. What you got for us, Rosie? Um, I'm going to have a go at your smell question. Okay. What the hell is smell? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you really got me going. You got me so I don't know what I'm doing. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah, you really got me now. You got me so I can sleep at night. Come on, Rosie. Oh, girl, you really got me going. You got me so I don't know what I'm doing. Nah, 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 girl, you really got me going. You got me so I can sleep at night. You really got me. You really got me. You really got me. Oh! Oh, it comes in a minute. Here we go. See, don't ever set me free. I always wanna be by your side. Yeah, you really got me now. You got me so I don't know what I'm doing. Not too many words for this. Oh yeah, you really got me now. You got me so I can't sleep at night. Oh yeah, you really got me now. You got me so I can see Patrick. You really got me. You really got me. You really got me. Here we go, my favourite bit. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. right it's, yeah. it's the kinks. What you got for us, Rosie? Oh, hang on a minute. You have to come back after this. We're late for the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, the anti-clockwise M25 still down to two lanes at Junction 20. Recovery teams are on scene just recovering the vans and cars involved in an accident that happened earlier on this morning. The back of the queue is now more or less at Junction 23. That's the A1M. As a result, the A1M really slow southbound towards the M25. Other roads affected by the M25 problems include the A414 London Coney roundabout to the Park Street roundabout. Very slow on that westbound side. Also, North Orbital slow down towards Brickett Wood. Southbound A41 at Kings Langley is 
looking slow. Now, clockwise past the scene of the accident, by the way, Junction 20 is also slow. Everybody's having a good look, so that's the cause of the clockwise uh, queues. Uh, the uh, M1 slow moving in patches down towards Milton Keynes and then really slow through the work, works at Toddington down towards Luton, possibly because of the uh, foggy conditions this morning, the patchy fog. A1M southbound looking slow, usual congestion, congestion passing Stevenage. Really slow on the A507 into Clophill this morning. We've had word of a uh, accident on the Great Barford Bypass, the 421, partially blocked westbound between Black Cat and the uh, uh, St Neots Road, the 428. And if you're heading on to the trains, we'll know reported delays. James Wally, BBC Three Counters Radio. Peace out, bro. 7.46, Monday the 28th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. There's been a large rise in the number of people being detained by Bedfordshire Police for immigration offences. A man from Buckinghamshire is fighting deportation to Barbados despite living in Britain since the age of 12. And motorists are being urged to slow down on a road in Berkhamsted after nearly 20 cats were knocked down. Let's get the weather! Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. It's going to be remarkably similar to how it was yesterday. We'll see plenty of sunshine around a lovely warm day. Again, highs today of around 17 or 18 Celsius, 64 in Fahrenheit. A noticeable southeasterly breeze. It will feel possibly a little bit chilly uh, in the shade and exposure to that breeze, of course, but, um, but otherwise a really lovely day. And, of course, it will stay dry as well. A bit fair with a cloud bubbling up here and there through the afternoon, only to melt away again as we head into the late afternoon. So, all in all, it's going to be a pretty good day overnight tonight. Then it could turn quite chilly again, particularly away from the towns where we'll see temperatures once more just slip into single figures, probably down to around 6 or 7 degrees Celsius in some of the rural spots. We shouldn't really have any problems with mist overnight tonight because the breeze is going to pick up somewhat, so mixing the air up a little bit um, and probably won't see much mist and fog around for the rest of the week actually either um, but for the rest of the week yes it's going to stay fine dry and settled we'll see plenty more sunshine around um, through the afternoons we'll see temperatures hit 17 18 degrees celsius it's just slightly above the average for the time of year all this weather set to last um into the beginning of next week too that's the forecast ian They put a parking lot on a piece of land Where the supermarket used to stand Before that they put up a bowling alley On the site that used to be the local pally That's where the big bands used to come and play My sister went there on a Saturday Come dancing All the boyfriends used to come and call Why don't you not come dancing It's only natural I'm not, I'm not going to do the whole thing because oh, it's actually like it's, a, it's a very very long it's a very long song Ribena Rosie very long. Oh, well, it had to be, so I was in the video. It's he, also right at the top of your range there, isn't it? <laughs> he didn't know that oh. the night would end Sorry, in week. Oh, for a cuddle and a yeah, peck on the cheek. Come dancing. When I say come dancing, my sister always did. He makes, on the To The Bone album, which is excellent, but you can't find anywhere, he makes a very rude joke at the end of this song. Have you heard it? <laughs> no. Oh, very rude joke. 
My sister should have come in at midnight And my mom would always sit up and wait It always ended up in a big fight When my sister used to get home late Sing it! Oh no, can't have heard the wrong bit, I thought it rocked out then. I had to brief oh, yeah, the guests yeah. that you would be singing. Out of my window, I just could so see she knows. in the moonlight. Two silhouettes kissing by the garden gate, and that funny voice he's got. <laughs> Back in singers on a karaoke track. Unsung heroes of music. Well, they are sung. Well, the, the sung <laughs> heroes of music. Here we go, rock your ready to rock. <laughs> I'm looking in the mirror now with my tennis racket. I'm doing he's, it. I'm being yeah. Dave Davis. He's windmilling. And it's, it's a good video, isn't it? Because Dave Davis just steps in front of the camera that bit and rocks out. <laughs> oh, dear. So we'll have, um, we'll have Kinks Day tomorrow. By that, I mean, if I remember, we might play a Kink song. What have you got oh. for us, Rosie? I'm out of breath now. I forgot now. I was, I was going to have a go at the smell. smell, but it seems a bit boring now. I'd rather talk about the king. All right, thanks so much for calling. Everybody, come dancing. <laughs> I used to hate that song, but you know what? It's flipping brilliant. It's a bit of fun. It's a little bit of fun. It's a good video. Video for that and the video for Do It Again by the Kinks. You know who's in that video? Go on. Rosie. Oh, yes. I do Do you not listen to her at all? I try, I try not to. I try not to. 03459 455 505, your favourite Kinks video. I learned what the song... Do you know the Kinks song David Watts? Mm, no. Ha-pa-pa-pa-pa, David Watts. Wish I could be like David Watts. And I wish I could have what he has got. It's a good song. The jam covered it. <laughs> I only learned what that song was about two days ago. Is he rude? Well... It's, um, it's sweet. It's sweet. I'm just waiting for the ending. I love the ending to this. Everyone's willing for the end. Oi! It's about a, a gay old um, major in the army who hired the kinks to go and play at, uh, like, a party he was having in 1964. Mm. And um, when homosexuality was still illegal, imagine that, guys. And Ray Davis... <laughs> Ray Davis took David Watts, it was actual David Watts, to the garden, back of the garden and said, um, listen, I think my brother Dave fancies you. Oh. Right? Now, here's what I can do. If you give me this massive house you live in, I'll let you have my brother Dave Davis. <laughs> and so the Major's like going, yeah, OK, this sounds like a fantastic deal. When the deal was brokered to Dave Davis, he went nuts and said, what are you talking about? I don't fancy him. And it all kicked off. That's what the song David Watts is about. We'll play that tomorrow. That's the kink song we're going to play. It's a great song. I should probably crack on with the show. Please. Thanks very much indeed. 03459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Now, um, kill your speed, not our pets. It's not me saying that, although it's a message that as a a dog and a cat owner, I thoroughly agree with. It's the campaign of a Berkhamsted woman after nearly 20 pets have been killed on her road. Sue Barnard has put up signs and is planning to film reckless drivers who exceed the 30 miles per hour limit. Sue joins me now. Morning, Sue. Good morning, Ian. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well. Have you lost any of your own pets? Luckily, no, but unfortunately I've been witness to too many others. It was like, yeah. So it's 20, how, over what period have 20 been been knocked down? I've lived here for 18 years. Right. And every time I talk to people, 
the number just goes up. Right. I'm basically keeping a tally, but last August we had three within mm. 10 days, Ooh, 14 days. Flipping heck. You know, it, and it's all completely avoidable. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's just drivers going too fast, is it? The speed limit is 30. Yeah. And the point I'm trying to put across is because it's, a relatively narrow street with car, uh, parked cars. The cats are hiding underneath. Yeah, of course. And 30 is too fast to be able to pull up if they run across the road. We've yeah. got a railway bank opposite, so it's like a magnet to them. Yeah. And it's all cats in this area, you know, aiming for the railway bank, not just Ellesmere cats. So. And have you seen... Uh, have you, uh, horrible question, but have you seen any being knocked over, actually witnessed it yourself? Um... No, the after event, a neighbour knocked on my door that Friday night and I cradled it until it died. Oh. Took it to the vets. Luckily it was chipped, but um, the owners were too devastated to want yeah. to know any details. I've had to do that. I arrived on a scene once after a cat had been knocked down. Everyone just stood there looking at it and I said, is anyone going to take this to the vets? No, I'll do it then. And I had to scoop up the cat and it died in my car on the way over there. And it was horrible. Yes. It was heartbreaking. They're just too small to be able to withstand, you yeah. know, even if it's nothing obvious yeah. when you first find it. So, how, what are you doing? How is this campaign going to work? What, what do you plan to do to uh, try and stop this from happening? Well, to start off with, I put homemade signs up, which lasted all the five minutes with the weather we were having. Yeah, So the then, problem. talking to people, they volunteered, and we've got some more robust signs that have gone up now, and everyone said that's made a difference. Brilliant. But, um, like I said, the owners of the cats, the three that we lost in a fortnight, they were more than happy to help because poor Willow struggled to get home before she died. And, you know, the kids that grew up with these pets, they're absolutely devastated. Oh, it's heartbreaking. And people, because I've got a cat and I've got a dog now, and people say, oh, yeah, but but, but it, it, dogs are different. Cats cats aren't really part of the family. Oh, no, sir. I, I, the, my little girl, when she went missing last week for four days, oh, exactly. I was devastated. Of course she's part of the family. Exactly. I mean, so we've just continued with it. One of the people that lost their cat phoned up the local newspaper and we got an article there. And just basically everyone's come out while I was putting the post up and saying anything we can do to help. Well, good for them. So we, yeah, we've got a couple of petitions that I want to continue with. And I've Is got... it, do, the drivers, do the drivers ever stop and knock, well, on, the, knock on the doors? Unfortunately, the neighbour that knocked on my door did witness the, the one that I took to the vets and said the driver knew exactly what, that, yeah. what had happened and they dropped down a gear. And went. Yeah, you'd know if you hit a cat. It makes it. It's, it's going to make a crack. Uh, 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 and I've. Uh, uh, I think that's one of the snarkiest things. If 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 ever, if ever. And it's not always about speeding because sometimes those cats they dash out in front of a car. Luckily, it's never happened to me. But sometimes it's it's unavoidable. I think. But if if it ever happened to me, I've made up my mind. I'd, I w- I would go and knock on a few doors. In fact, this cat, exactly. this cat that I that I, I picked up and it died in my car. I then went back the next day to see if there are any leaflets or flyers or anything. And I knocked on a couple of doors and I couldn't find out who it, who it belonged to. But and I hadn't even knocked it down. But um, yeah, to not go and knock on a few doors and say, do you know anyone knows uh, owns a tabby? Because I'm I'm really sorry, but I've I've knocked it down. That's not fair, is it? I've had so much of that over the years, but oh. like I say, it's escalating. The point I'm trying to put across is 30 is the maximum speed yep. limit. You shouldn't 
you know, to save a couple of seconds, you shouldn't be driving at the maximum speed all no, the time. It's a maximum, so, not a target, as they said on my speed awareness course. Exactly. And, um, how can I put it? The, the correct speed limit for any road is a speed that is appropriate to the road weather and traffic conditions. Traffic mm. being bicycles, children, pedestrians, cats, dogs. Anything that's sharing the road with you. Sue, listen, uh, we, we have to move on. I think what you're doing is very noble and I wish you nothing but, but um, uh, success and luck with your campaign. And let's hope that we don't get any more pets that are run over. 03459 555 555. Trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks in long delays on the anti-clockwise M25 this morning. It's all because of this accident at Junction 20. The outside two lanes of the King's Langley turn still blocks for the recovery of vehicles. Queues from Junction 23, the A1M. Long delays also as a result on the southbound M1 and the 414 from uh, the London County roundabout towards Park Street. Southbound M1 slow moving down towards Toddington Services. We think it's because of the foggy conditions in the roadworks. A couple of accidents on the A421. The first one's eastbound at Wadden, uh, between Wadden Road and the Bottle Dump roundabout by the Thrift Farm. Rural Centre and also the A421 very slow from Black Cat towards Bedford. It's all because of an accident uh, midway between that Black Cat and the St Neots Road. James Wally, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, James. We've still not answered what is smell. What the hell is smell? Well, so people keep saying well, it's taste molecules. <laughs> no, that's food, you plums. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, Bedfordshire Police detain a record number of immigrants. Labour announces plans to redistribute wealth in Britain and a Harris hawk is rescued from a tree in Buckinghamshire. BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire Police says it's struggling to deal with the amount of illegal immigrants who are arriving in the county. The number of arrests being made has risen by around 80%. Chief Inspector Nick Lyle says acting as a courier service is diverting their attention from other policing matters. We detain them uh, normally on suspicion of being illegal immigrants to the country. Uh, They're then detained and taken to the nearest police station which for Toddington services is, is often either Kempston or Luton, depending on where the spaces are, uh, until we receive support from the border agency who, um, who come and do the relevant investigations and inquiries. The new Shadow Chancellor, John McDonnell, is setting out far-reaching plans to redistribute wealth in Britain. In his speech to the Labour Party conference, it's thought he will announce proposals for a Robin Hood tax on financial transactions traded on the stock market and foreign exchanges. He's been explaining what he wants to do. We do not support a lot of the tax cuts that the Conservatives have given to the rich in this country and we'll vote against them. But also what we'll try and do is bring forward really detailed policy how we tackle tax evasion and tax avoidance by big corporations mainly. A man from Buckinghamshire is facing deportation despite living in Britain since the age of 12. Jamal Maskul only found out he'd been adopted in Barbados when his national insurance number didn't arrive. But his adoption wasn't official. Now approaching the age of 25, he has just weeks to complete the paperwork. I'll have to either stay over here without being able to work and support my family until they do kick me out or 
voluntary return back to Barbados, where then they put a two-year band on it, so I still won't be able to return from a minimum of two years. Stargazers have been watching a lunar eclipse overnight. Astronomer Mark Thompson says it appeared to turn red. In theory, the moon should go completely dark, but the atmosphere of the Earth actually passes some light through from the sun. It kind of bends the light around the Earth and does still illuminate the moon, but it's only the red light that gets through. All the other colours, they get sort of scattered in the atmosphere, so it turns red because the atmosphere allows the red light through. If there's lots of dust in the atmosphere, then it can actually be really quite a dark, murky brown. Firefighters in Rickmansworth have rescued a Harris hawk which got stuck in a tree. Leon the hawk escaped from an aviary and got its tether tangled in the branches of the tree. Firefighters took an hour to get the bird back down. In sport, Watford lost at home for the first time in the Premier League. The Hornets were beaten 1-0 by Crystal Palace. And the weather will be misty and chilly at first but clearing to leave a fine and dry day. Top temperatures around 18 degrees Celsius, 63 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you very much, Lee. The last hour of the show looms ahead of us like a dark, foreboding tunnel. We're going to go through the tunnel. There's light at the end of it. The next 57 minutes is going to be hard work, guys. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. What the hell is smell? That's basically it. What the hell is smell? And here's another one we can do as well. Bands that you like, even though you don't think they're very good. I'm, my relationship with the Kinks is, is, is really concerning me. I think the majority of their stuff isn't very good, but I'm still vaguely obsessed with them. Everyone goes, oh yeah, I like the Kinks, I like the Kinks. No, you don't. You like four songs by the Kinks. Go and try and listen to an album by the Kinks. I mean... <laughs> Go and listen to an album by the Kinks, particularly from the 1970s. So what the hell is smell and bands that you like, even though you don't think they're very good? Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. 03 Ian, are you going to teach your boys conkers? No one picks them up now. We're picking up conkers all the flipping time. We haven't got round to actually playing conkers yet. I can't remember how you drill. I can never drill the hole in the middle. What do you do? Is it a drill? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Why not? One of those hand drills, my granddad had. But you got to be careful. He, well, he drilled through his hand, didn't he? Yeah, to relieve the pressure. Okay. It's like a self-operation. <laughs> Tony's on the line. Morning, Tony. Oh, good morning, Ian. What have you got for um, us, Tony? Uh, oh well, um, a, a question. I think the other day, didn't somebody try to out monkey you? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, some guy called Roger, Roger from France yeah. claimed that Daydream Believer was written by Neil Diamond. Chew on this one, suckers. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> it was written, written by <laughs> yeah, John yeah. Stewart. Everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, I didn't. Um, oh. But uh, didn't you appear on Mastermind and wasn't your specialist yeah. subject yeah. the monkeys? Yeah, that's correct. I yeah. can't remember whether you won or I won. not. I won. I won. I beat um, comedy and radio thief Scott Mills. Uh-huh. I beat a Nolan. And I beat the bloke that wrote Cracker, whose name escapes me now. He's a proper intellectual heavyweight. Yeah, I won Mastermind. And do you know where that trophy is? No. It's on my mum's windowsill. Oh, yeah, where it belongs. It's on mum's windowsill. That's where it is. That was when it was a good one, wasn't it? Yeah. It still looks like glass. It's it's made of plastic. 
Oh, I've not told her. I've not told her. I told her that I'm on pointless. I've not told her that I won pointless. She doesn't know oh, yet. I, right. no, I, I'm not too. I, I consider pointless as being just what it says. Oh, it's rubbish. And, uh, it's, it's utter rubbish. But yeah, they they offered right. me a significant amount of money, and oh, I, okay. uh, I was free that day. I went, yeah, go on then, I'll do it. Uh, and my mum is going to be over the moon when she watches it. She doesn't know that I win. When's it on? When's I it don't, on? I don't. I don't know. I'm whispering. Don't I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I'm, okay. I, I, I probably won't find out until after it's happened. <laughs> I will. Oh, hey, Tony, get this. Have you seen? Read that text, Catherine. Which one? The, uh, from Alan. Some people would say the more dead cats, the better. Uh, yeah, who? Uh, yeah, only complete and utter bumholes would evil say Alan. that. Evil Alan. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's evil. That's evil. What is that number that keeps coming up there? Is that a robo number? Which one? The tooth implants. No, it's real. Okay. Let's have a right. word Thank oh. you, Tony. Ta ta. Oh, three, four, oh, no, we go. Sorry. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five is the phone number. Uh, eight, one, three, double, three. Start your text, three CR. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. And Jem, no, no, no. I didn't say the Kinks only made four decent songs. I didn't say that. I said that you, not you, the majority of people only like four songs by the Kinks. I didn't say they made four decent songs. No, you've, got to go, you've got to listen. You've got to pay attention. This isn't your average radio show. This is, you've got to work at this, guys. Now, Bedfordshire police say an unprecedented number of people are now being detained in the county for immigration offences. Figures show a rise of more than 80% compared to last year, with many at or near motorway service areas. Toddington services on the M1 have seen the most asylum seekers coming in on the back of uh, lorries, and around a quarter of those they're detaining are under 18. Four years ago, Abdi arrived in the UK on a lorry that came through Dover. He was fleeing the civil war in Somalia. And joins me now. Morning, Abdi. Morning. Uh, why did you decide to come over here? I decided because my country was two years decade and there was a civil war. That's why I decided to leave my country because of one of my brother was being killed in Somalia. And I don't know who killed him, but my dad decided to send me an abroad. I was the only guy then who remained in the family at that time, and I was young, and he said... If your brother was died, then there's no other way you can stay here because there's a civil war. You have to go abroad somewhere. Then he sent me away. How old were you, Abdi? Now. Well, well, well when you when you left, when you when your your dad sent you from Somalia. I was a uh, fifteen years old. Fifteen years old. Okay. And how did you get over here? I was with a smuggler, an agent who was just get paid by my family back home. And. Um, yeah. How how much does it cost? Up to three thousand pounds. Flipping heck. And, and how did he smuggle you uh, smuggle you over here? What 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 was what was the procedure? The procedure was uh, we were uh, me and two other Somali girls and one Somali boy, and we left out Ismail on when two thousand nine something around like that. And yeah, he the procedure was just to. Uh, to he just gave me some paper all the way to Kenya where I was traveling to refugee as a Kenya. Yeah. And I stayed refugee come Kenya for a while. Then uh, Robbie, after that, he he gave for us some paper to go through all the way to Europe, which we we went all the way to Turkey with aeroplane. Uh, th- now a couple of questions. That aren't necessarily what I think, but whenever um, we talk about um, uh, refugees fleeing uh, war zones, 
these questions have been raised a couple of times. So, okay. if you don't mind, I'm going to ask you these questions, Abdi. First of all, yeah. um, and I feel ridiculous asking this, but I've heard this raised so many times. Why didn't you stay and fight for your country and for what you believed in? What I believed in is because that time I was young and the most is like I can yeah people can find their country but we was what is there is there was some militant which are going to the country yeah and those militants they are so more power than the government at that time then they try to get the youth to get involved and train them and then to fight against the government which is. Uh, some people try and uh, most of them die. And uh, example for this Al Shabaab or uh, any militant that normally Somalia against the Somalia, and that's that's why you can't fight for their country at that time. And I was young. Okay. And then the second question: Why yeah. didn't when you got to Turkey, or or yeah. I don't know if Turkey was a member of, of of Europe then? When you got to the first European country, why didn't you stop there? Why did you come to um, to Great Britain? I did, at that time, I didn't have a right to to say my opinion because I was with this an um, agent who can just say just follow me. And whenever I went through, I was just a little kid that cannot even talk. And this guy was doing for the everything. And I was like, I was being caught in Slovenia where I was uh, uh, detained there for three days in Ljubljana, the refugee center. And then after a week, three days, four days, I was there, and this guy sent some other people to. When he find me out, I was in Slovenia, and he was like, "Tell them to come out," and me and some other two girls. That's why I left Slovenia because of he was using their plans to go somewhere in 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 a country. I even I didn't decided to come UK. Some other the guy I was with the two girls. They want some of them went to Norway and. Sweden, and he was like, hey, I, at that time, I, I was a little kid, and I know little English, and it was uh, the best country to yeah. go was UK. That's why I came. I, it wasn't my plan to come UK. Uh, Abdi, when you, when, you, when you finally got here, how, what, what happened? You kind of just, um, you arrive in the UK, and you, do you, are you sort of hoping you get arrested, because then you, you're, you're part of the system? Yeah, well, first thing when I came to UK and I was in a behind the lorry for 11 hours and it dropped me to Northamptonshire and in Farcotton, that's why when I get arrested and the police came and yeah, I, I, and I was a bit scared that time and I was a little kid and I never been arrested before and I was, and I was so scared at that time. Uh, Abdi, listen, it's a fascinating story, and I appreciate your, you, you sharing it with us this morning. Thank you very much indeed. 03459 455 555. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. E. Oh, no, no, ah, ah. Method in my madness. I did an impression of the Fonzie. I knew there was a reason I was doing an impression of the Fonzie. You know, I've worked with the Fonz, right? Mm. Henry Winkler, the nicest guy in the world. And I did a job, and it was an awful job. Didn't pay very well, and I knew it was going to be humiliating. But I, I got a, an afternoon filming with the Fonz, right? So that's why I said yes. And it was for uh, Channel 5. It wasn't even Channel 5. It was like Channel 5 Star or something. So it was like a cable, a satellite version of Channel 5, right? Mm -hmm. Satellite channel. And um, it was like the best bits of happy days, right? And they, I had to link the best bits of happy days, right? And there was there was a skit where they wanted me to dress up as the Fonz, 
And I did, and I dressed up as the Fonz, right? The only reason I did it was so that I would get. I got to meet Henry Winkler. And what a nice guy he is. But there is a picture of... And they asked Henry to dress up as the Fonz. He went, no, never happening. Um, and there is a picture of me, dressed up as the Fonz, stood with Henry Winkler, ladies and gentlemen. Sweet. It, I mean, it, it is one of those things where you, someone says, do you want to dress up as the Fonz and have a picture taken with Henry Winkler? Yeah, go on then. And I know the show's going to be rubbish, and I know it's going to be an embarrassing uh, thing that I won't put on the CV, but yeah, go on then, I'll have a picture. I've got to dig that, dig that picture out somewhere. It's, anyway, the Fonz. Get this, Jumpy Gravy. Hello? Morning. Are you crying? No. You will be when I ban you again. <laughs> the Fonz's leather jacket is for sale. It's pocket money for you, mate. It's 30... Thousand pounds, thirty. Pocket change for you. It, it is. I, well, well, what I'll do is I'll get the kids to um, put their hands down the back of the sofa, <laughs> and um, they can fish it out for me. His motorbike is going to be a hundred thousand pounds, and his jacket, Grumpy Jamie, thirty thousand pounds. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. No, it's a bargain. Um, a, what a Hollywood auctioneer said, the cool factor. Wow. is impossible to duplicate. This is TV history. What you got for us, Jumpy? Um, delivery drivers. Yes. Miserable, horrible lot, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, I used to be one of them. Oh, yeah, there's a surprise. There's a surprise. <laughs> we were doing a delivery in uh, Hartford. Oh, yeah. Uh, we used to deliver bedrooms. Yeah. And deliver the... bedrooms? Are they not part yeah. of houses? No. Yeah. Wardrobes, etc. Oh, the, you mean the the stuff? What are you flicking? Nothing. Okay, I can see her flicking. All right. Um, so, so close to getting banned. Turned up at the turned up at the guy's house. Yes. And he he said to us, "Go straight up the stairs, first door on the right, flick Beautiful. the light on, put the stuff in there." Beautiful. So off we go. Flick the light on. It's a naked woman on the bed. Whoa. Turn the light back off. Walk back down the stairs. Said to him, "Did you sure you gave us the right room?" He says, "Yeah, my wife should be in there." What do you say to that? What you say is, did you well? Did, well, did you complete your job and um, uh, drop off your load? Yes, I can say I dropped off my load, completed my job, and he gave us a tip. I think the tip was the wife on the bed, Jamie. But that's very much it. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, the M25 anti-clockwise, uh, still long delays from Junction 24 now, Potter's Bar all the way around to Junction 20. Now it's because of the accidents uh, earlier. Both uh, the outside lanes or all lanes are now open, we can see on camera. M25 has just fully reopened. However, as I say, queues from Junction 24 now, Potter's Bar. As a result, there are long delays on the southbound A1M towards the M25. Uh, long queues on the westbound A414 from the London Coney roundabout towards the uh, Park Street roundabout. The M1 and the A41 towards the M25 also slow. Clockwise M25 is also slow from Junction 16 and everybody's been having a good look at the opposite carriageway. A couple of accidents on the uh, A421 eastbound at Wadden's partially blocked between the Wadden Road and the Bottle Dump roundabouts and uh, uh, there are long queues westbound from Black Cat towards Bedford because of an accident on the A421 midway I'd say between the A1 and the Bedford Southern Bypass. By the way the M1 very heavy southbound 
still towards Toddington services. Really slow into uh, and out of Luton on the centres from the uh, northeast from the Lily side. And uh, just checking the uh, uh, trains, well, no reported problems currently. James Worley, BBC Three Counters Radio. Thanks, James. 8.17, it is for Monday the 28th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire Police says having to arrest illegal immigrants is diverting their attention from dealing with crime. A man from Buckinghamshire is fighting deportation to Barbados despite living in Britain since the age of 12. And firefighters in Rickmansworth have rescued an escaped Harris hawk which got stuck in a tree. Every weekday morning. Good morning, Jonathan. Morning. Do you think it's right to tell a million disabled people they should get off benefits and find a job? How have your say on today's big phone-in. People who are going to be in nuisance are going to be in nuisance regardless of whether they're a thing to do. Is it true that people over the age of 65 drink far too much booze? The JVS show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. Waited and the receipt came out, but the cash didn't. It's become a problem of late because obviously the trees got bigger as we got here. We couldn't shut the French windows. It, it would appear that they'd buckled. I had a phone call from my daughter saying, if we don't get off the train, they're going to hand us over to the British Transport Police. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine, on BBC Three Counties Radio. Um, Paul's on the line. Morning, Paul. Morning, Ian. Morning, everyone. Well, well, <laughs> now, when you say everyone, are you speaking to my girls or are you speaking to the listeners, the boys and girls listening? Um, well... It was to the people in your office, but if you put it like that, then it can be to everyone, I suppose. I would rather it wasn't. And don't take this the wrong way, girls. Well, you, do girls. A, you do a great job. And I've got to say, you're both looking they so do. fit today. Thanks, um, Claire. Looking fine. I mean, really, is it's great to come in on a cold, wet morning okay. and just, just get a little glance, little glance at some little bit of Leggington's tight top. It really makes my day. So, girls, well done. What Thanks a lot. For. Thank you so get much indeed. Naughted. Um, okay, uh, but uh, I'd rather you didn't speak to them, if I'm honest, Paul. Okay, well that's fine by me. You're the boss, Ian, right? That's <laughs> absolutely correct. That's the, the eye candy is not for talking to; it's for looking at. And they do a great uh, job of allowing me to look I at have, them. I have Googled both of them to see what they look like. Actually, yeah, I'm sorry and, about um, that. No, I agree with you. They're, I just, you know, they're nice. They're nice. Yeah, they're, they're nice. How about you Google this? Oh, she's um, making uh, a, di- a, a, a vulgar hand gesture with both hands. Paul, that's 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 how upset she- to you, yeah, yeah. Oh, Mostly to okay. Ian. Okay. Mostly to so, Ian. Isn't that, I'm going to fade them down because we don't need we don't need them. I can still look at them. Just stand up and give us a twirl, ladies. Go on, just stand, stand up and give us a twirl. <laughs> I Beautiful. will actually. She, Kelly actually is, and that's 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 probably you know the okay the fresher of the meats. I think. Wow. Say, if okay. I if I was a butcher. Well, if I was a butcher, if I was and stuffing, right? If I was right, wow. okay. <laughs> if I was a butcher, I'd probably try and. Um, can I say this, Catherine? Probably not. I'd probably try and shift Kath first. Wow. <laughs> so you've got a problem there because okay. I prefer my meat well hung. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, and that was the day that we lost our jobs. <laughs> yeah, okay, remember the day well. we lost our jobs. Yeah, it was at twenty minutes past eight on Monday, the twentieth of September. Yeah, we, we we just pushed it too far. Uh, what have we got? What have we got for us, Paul? I've forgotten now. Oh, flipping um, it. Was it about ca- deliveries? Deliveries? Yeah, deliveries. I've been waiting for a golf club, specifically a driver, a much sought after club. Yeah. Um, for about three weeks now, they oh, yeah. no cars come through. They attempt a delivery. I've tracked it. 
The main thing is their customer services line, which is useless. They won't talk to you because you didn't order the package. Yeah. Um, after half a dozen attempts and no card left, they said they've attempted delivery. It's gone back to the to the seller, and then he sent it with another courier company. And now I'm going through the same thing. It's been about three weeks now, so I've, I've given up on it really. Um, what do you mean you've I given up on it? Well, it's now I'm just. When's the thing going to come? I'm not tracking it anymore. It'll turn up when it when it turns up. Three weeks. Like I've given up the ghost with this. Now, who's for? Is it? Is it the company you ordered it for, from? Obviously, not mentioned no names, no pack drill. No. Or is it? Is it the delivery company um, just um, spinning you a yarn? The delivery company. Yeah. I, I think they say they've they've attempted delivery yeah. according to the tracking number, but they haven't. Where's no the card? They left the card. So where's the card? Where's Isn't the card? that the where's the card? It is. Yeah, where's um, the card? Uh, it, this where's is the, all. Where's the golf club? This is all the fault. When when um, they uh, um, they open this up because it used to just be Royal Mail, okay, and Royal Mail got a bit of stick, okay, yeah. and they're parcel force. But then it was opened up so that anyone could deliver parcels, and instantly. Parcel delivery became really, really unreliable. And also, if I miss, with one of these many delivery companies, if I miss a parcel from Royal Mail, I've got to go to the local post office. It's about five minutes away. Perfect, I can do that. Yeah. If I miss it from anyone, there's one company, if I miss my delivery, I've got to drive to Ealing. I've got to drive to Ealing to get my delivery. (laughs) It's outrageous. I used to get a second home there. Um, do you know what I might? I, I would do if feeling wasn't a complete and utter. Um, thank you very much indeed, Paul. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Good video, that isn't it? Excellent. <laughs> this is Ian Lee <laughs> on BBC just a bloke, Three Counties just a Radio. Great video on, and I've got no idea why. It's a bit of facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. And it is a great video of a gentleman um, who's got the most expressive face in the world. He's singing. And he's pulling faces. Yeah. He's emoting. If you want to see a gentleman pulling faces, <laughs> facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. Just generally look on that site. I mean, yeah, I'll go and have a look. It's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's Facebook, and the kids love Facebook. It's very, very popular, very popular. If you go on these socialise, you have comments, you can say stuff with me, you know, stay for, and um, like. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. Um, Yes. Now, a young uh, uh, father from Buckinghamshire is facing deportation despite living here since the age of 12. Jamal Maskell was unofficially adopted where he was born uh, in Barbados at just three months. And it's that unusual arrangement that's causing the problem. He only found out when his friends at school received their national insurance numbers and he didn't. And he's been fighting to get uh, citizenship ever since. Well, Naila Khan is an immigration and human rights lawyer from Buckinghamshire. She joins me now. Morning, Naila. Hi, morning, Ian. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. How typical is is Jamal's story? It seems a little bit... um, Well, I'm kind of scratching my head as as to how an unofficial adoption could ever take place. Um, Well, essentially, no adoption has been taking place. It's um, essentially a family agreement, it seems. Um, So that's what's happened, and that is common. Um, Not in the UK, but it is common um, in other places. But um, it does happen. Um, People do find themselves being in the UK, and they've they've just got no official sort of... And their parents don't have any official right to them. And then, essentially, they don't have any rights to be in the UK as a result. So, yes, it's a very common problem that that is faced um, by people in the UK at the moment. Um... He'll get citizenship, won't he? He's been here since 12. He's been here 13 years. He's got a kid and another kid on the way. He'll get it, won't he? 
he, he should do. The problem is not with the adoption side of things. It's, it's just the procedures the Home Office have. Yeah. So many obstacles to sort of get over. Um, um, it's making it sort of, sort of impossible to sort of make an application. Um, this is not even before, you know, it's not even reaching... Well, it's, in fairness, it's not impossible. It's just he's got to raise 1,500 quid. It's got to raise 1,500 quid. And at the moment, we're not talking about citizenship. It's actually, essentially, just a visa. We need yeah. a visa first. But it shouldn't be a free... <laughs> Um, hello. Hello. I don't know what happened there. That was very psychedelic. <laughs> uh, but it, but it shouldn't be. It, it, it shouldn't be a free process. It should be covered by the person who's applying, shouldn't it? Um, it should be covered, but um, and the fees are um, at the moment extortionate. I mean, it takes them about four hours to consider the application, and he's having to pay fifteen hundred pounds. So it seems it's, it's, it's a very disproportionate fee um, as to what's actually happening um, with the application. It seems that it's, it's acting as a deterrent rather than actually to cover the administrative cost. Um, and this, this this fee that he's going to pay it's literally for somebody to look at his papers and takes them about three to four hours to do. Um, but yeah, there are other things he needs to do if he wanted to if he did want to become, you know, settled as um, if he wanted to apply for a British passport, things like life in the UK test, an English language test and things like that. So there are um, other obstacles people need to get um, overcome. And also with him, in his particular circumstances, he's going to have the problem with the documentary side of things. He probably will not have the documents to prove that he was in the UK, um, seeing that the Home Office have lost No, the, the school, well, the school, the school will have record that he was there, won't they? Yeah, so he'll have to sort of speak to all the various different people. Yeah. Um, I mean, if, if they still have the record, um, yeah. They, they, the school will have the record. And also, that you, you mentioned that citizenship test. My um, my brother-in-law, who's uh, from New Zealand, he's gone back to New Zealand now, but he had to sit that test. It's a piece of cake, isn't it? You, 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 I mean, it's not very strenuous. Do you think you'd be able to do it, Ian? Do you think? Because I have a few questions I could ask you. Well, no, but no. But, <laughs> if you well, ask you, for it, I you, could. You could ask me it's the questions, but the, the, you know, it is easy. You get a book that tells you what you need to know. So, I mean, you could ask you it to me, but I, 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 it, it would help it. if I'd read the book and studied for it. And it's it, it's harder for those people where English isn't your first language. Well, the, the purpose of it is basically to show that whether you're British enough, really. So, essentially, everybody that's already sort of born and bred here should be able to answer those without reading the book. Um, but, but it doesn't work that way. It seems as though, if you, if, you, if you do actually read the book, that it's actually serving as a deterrence rather than, you know, it's making it difficult. No, it's... Listen, I'm a big, wet, liberal lefty, but I'm not having that. The, the book isn't difficult. It's, it's not difficult. you just got to read okay. it and learn a few bits and pieces. And, yeah, yeah, sure. If you want to ask me the questions, you can do. That's fine. But I've not revised for the test. And like any test, well, it's a case of... general knowledge. This well, is no, general. But... You're not supposed to sort of um, revise for it. You should... Well, no, this is, this is well, in your, in your opinion, I'm not, I'm not going to let you try and catch me out. Listen, I've won masterminds <laughs> in Ready, Steady, Cook, so I'm, 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 I'm as bright as a button. But no, 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 for... that's not the purpose of it. It was just to sort of illustrate that, look, if you are coming from a different... Because they have to... Before you sit this test, you have to meet every other requirement, such as being here for a certain period of time, having yeah. to speak English. Well, she so does this, those two things. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, but, but basically, this this, this this test. I'm not. I wasn't going to sort of catch you out, but just to show to you that these are the difficulties you've been having to go through, right? But even then, they'd still be criticised for not being sort of, you know, in terms of the fees, for example. Um, you know, altogether, it's a very difficult process to, um, to overcome, and it's not easy at all. And this is just part um, of it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not buying. I, I don't buy. And I know this story is slightly different, cause, but but um. Yeah. It's not. It's not difficult. It's. Not, I've seen people go through it. It's not difficult. Okay. So shall we try a question, Ian? Shall we try a test? Well, <laughs> shall we can, try one and see how well, how you do it? Because this well, is something I, mean, I, I do well, understand. You, you can. You, can it. No, 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 you I mean, yeah. You can. You can cherry pick a question if you want. But that you know. You know 
that that's a you know you're going to pick a, a, a tough question, and b you know that that's not really what it's about. You get a book, you get the answers, and you have to learn them, like you so would for any test. Is- Yes. Okay. So if we if, we, if going past the test as well, it's not even just that. It's the fact that look, for example, Jamal's. Um, it's not just the Home Office fees he has to overcome. I mean, he doesn't know the process, so he's probably going to instruct um, um, an immigration lawyer to do this. He has to raise fees for also um, paying for the representation. Now they've introduced um, the NHS fair charge, which is you have to pay for your NHS in advance. So that's that's five hundred pounds right there. So it all adds up. Yeah, it's all money, but nothing's have... nothing's for free. Go on, give okay, us a question. Give us, give us a question. Give us a question. Give us a question. Okay, well, here's a question you've got. Um, this is something apparently everybody should know. Um, so King Richard III um, of the House of York was yeah. killed in um, the Battle of Bosworth Field in what year? Well, but I, they would be given a book. Yeah, they are given a book, yes. That, that's so they revise. And it's mul- yeah, exactly. And it's um, multiple and choice, isn't it, as well? It's multiple choice. Exactly. Oh, Naila, oh, you weren't going to give me multiple choice. You, you asked, no, you gave me the question and you weren't going to give me the multiple choice. Give me the multiple choice. <laughs> I just thought, you know, this is so, so common. Everybody should know this. Hello? Yeah, I, well, I know it's the 15th yeah. century, but I need to nail it down a little bit. So go on, give us the multiple choice. Okay, here we go. Is, is, is it 1490, 1495, 1498 or 1485? So, well, and, it, and, yeah. okay, but if on. I answer this... It doesn't yes. prove anything. And if I don't answer it, it doesn't prove anything. That's my point. That's my point. There is, this test doesn't prove anything. So it's acting as... But it's, um, a, th- no, no, but it's a thing that people have to go through. They do have to go through it. Good. But don't forget Good. that they're in a difficult set of circumstances. And Jamal, for instance, he doesn't have permission to work. So for him to sort of do all of this whilst he's got no permission to work, you know, he's had difficulty. I mean, they're, they're well, now he's got more, he's got more time to sit down and read the answers. Yeah, okay, for, 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 this, for this exam, but in yeah. terms of sort of fees and like okay. other requirements, he's probably not going to have that access. I mean, if you have okay. to take the English language test, you need documentary um, sort of some ID. You're yeah. not able to. Most of the biggest problem my son having at the moment is they can't actually take the English language test because they don't have a passport or anything, yeah. So and then they can't make an application. So essentially, they end up overstaying, um, which is a problem, and they can't go back either. Okay. 1485. Well, <laughs> that took a while. I'm sure that was Googled. <laughs> was that Googled, Ian? Thanks for talking to me, Naila. <laughs> Thanks. Ta-ta. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. M25 this morning because of an accident earlier at Junction 20 Kings Langley. All four lanes are open, but the back of the queue still at Potter's Bar. So that's uh, uh, over 13 miles, that queue on the anti-clockwise M25. Clockwise is also slow from Junction 16 up towards 19 as drivers are looking at the opposite carriageway. Other routes affected by the M25 congestion include the uh, southbound A1M, the A414 between uh, London Coney Roundabouts and Park Street, A41 at Kings Langley slow, as is the M1 southbound towards the M25. Also delays on the southbound M1 near Toddington Services. We think it's because of the foggy conditions and the uh, roadwork stretch there. Just getting word of a breakdown on the southbound M1 between 15 and 14. A lorry's broken down there. And uh, A421, two accidents. The first is eastbound at Wadden. Uh, in fact, it's a car broken down. We've had confirmation between the Wadden Road and the Bottle Dump Roundabout. And long queues on the westbound A421. Great Barford Bypass, which is partially blocked west of Black Cat because of an accident affecting traffic down towards Bedford. <laughs> 
James Worley, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, James. Adrian says on Twitter, if you took the exam, you'd fail the question on smell. What does that even mean? Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past eight. I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, Bedfordshire Police says it's struggling to deal with the amount of illegal immigrants who are arriving in the county. The number of arrests being made has risen by around 80%. The new Shadow Chancellor, John McDonnell, will address the Labour conference in Brighton this morning. He's promised to put forward proposals to end austerity and clear the deficit within five years. Firefighters in Rickmansworth have rescued a Harris hawk which got stuck in a tree. Leon the hawk escaped from an aviary and got its tether tangled in the branches. The weather will be fine and dry with patchy cloud and sunshine. Top temperatures around 18 degrees Celsius, 63 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford lost at home for the first time in the Premier League yesterday. The Hornets were beaten 1-0 by Crystal Palace, but manager Kike Flores was happy despite the results. I am pleased with the performance of the players, always, always, because I try to separate always the, the score with respect the final result, respect the, the performance. They always they are fighting, always try to, to do the best, and finally sometimes we can, sometimes it's impossible to do. But in general, I have very happy with the, with the players. Elsewhere, there was defeat for the MK Dons and Stevenage, but Wickham are up to second in League Two, and there was victory for Luton Town at Kenilworth Road. In Formula One, Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton won the Japanese Grand Prix at Suzuka. The win puts Hamilton 48 points clear of Nico Rosberg in the Drivers' Championship, with five races remaining. And he also equaled Ayrton Senna's tally of 41 race victories. I just can't believe that I'm here in Suzuka where I would watch Ayrton win and... and um... I set out to achieve something similar to him, and but I really, really do feel like I'm, you know, like I'm taking the baton from him, and uh, I'm going to see how far I can stretch it for us. At the Rugby World Cup, Ireland beat Romania and Scotland beat the USA. England are back in training today ahead of their next match against Australia on Saturday. Head coach Stuart Lancaster says they have to beat Australia if they're to progress to the quarterfinals. I accepted that the minute the draw was made and I accepted more now because um, it's knockout rugby now. But I also would say that I've seen teams lose one pool game, reach finals and, and, and so on and so forth. So there's a lot to play for. Wales have still got to play Fiji, Wales have got to play Australia and obviously our game against Australia is, is huge as well. And finally in cycling, Hertfordshire's Laura Trott won her third title at the British Track Championships. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at nine o'clock. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, the answer was Googled. Um, but the thing is, you get a book that you have to study, and it's not that thick a book. I've seen it. I've seen it. You get a book, and um, when um, Ivan, my brother-in-law, was, was applying for it, we, we went round, and he had the book, and we kind of batted questions back and forth. And I could get... I mean, she deliberately was being a little bit... You it know, was a sneaky question. She, she picked, picked the highest question. I, I got most of the questions right, because we, we batted back and forth. And also, it's, it's multiple choice. She wasn't going to give yeah, me but the did multiple you notice choice. A, the interesting thing about the, the choice you had with that date, yeah. the only one that was in the 80s... The 1480s was the, the correct answer. So you'd only have to roughly remember when he died. I, I, I didn't even know. I, if I'm honest, I didn't. The only Richard III I've heard of is rhyming slang. Yeah, well, and the car park one. Yeah, I know. I mean. You've seen the size of that, Richard. That's the only. That's Kelly's level there. Well, no, it's my level. It's my level. It's a good level. It's great. We've level. had a complaint. But we're going to keep it's on broadcasting. It's not really a complaint, it's from Janet. They come Hang on, I, did, I was doing a funny joke there. Oh, go on. We've had a complaint. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to keep on broadcasting.
What's what that? was the joke? Read the uh, complaint. Mr. Lee, you are taking... Oh, a... no, no, no. Oh, no, sorry. That, that, that joke doesn't work. You're right. It's We've had a request, but I'm going to keep on broadcasting. Because <laughs> the request is, oh, yeah, we'll stop. It's to stop. Yeah, yeah. It's to stop. Sorry, mm, guys, sorry. That's excellent. Do you, do you want this? Yeah, go on, let's hear it. Mr. Lee. Can you do it in a, in a sexy voice? Because you girls just make me purr when you deliver uh, your sexes. Oh, what did I say? Texas in a sexy voice. And you girls are so good at that. So let's have it. I'm not doing it. Kelly can. If you... I don't have it open. The text. Your sexy voice. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, girls. Leisure one. Would you please welcome to the microphone? It's the ladies that work on the show. Woo woo. Looking fine. Let's have the complaint. Mr. Lee, you are taking advantage of your position as a radio presenter. In any Not other for the walk, first time. In any, other, in any other walk of life, your comments to your female team would leave you open to reprimand. Janet. Oh, Janet, come over here and give you a good slap on your bum. Little spank spank. Janet clearly didn't hear my retort. I think I'll be all right. We're trying to find... Oh, look, Mike Naylor's... Mike Naylor's waded in. Oh. I'm having a, I've, I've, um, I've Twitter... I've, I've, um, what do they call it? Badger-baited on Twitter. And I have put out... The um, the Who are a great band, but have never had a consistently good album. Discuss, right? Someone suggested Quadrophenia. Ah 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 ah. Patchy patchy patchy. It's got five fifteen on there, which is my favourite Who song. But there is a lot of guff on there. Mike Naylor's waded in with oh. his hobnails. Oh. Quadrophenia is not capitals. He's shouting at all. Patchy. Their best every track worthwhile is not. There's so much flab on Quadrophenia. Then he said Tommy is fab. Tommy is is fun, right? But there's a lot of guff on there. And then he says Who's Next is still one of their best. Getting mobile, anyone? Anyone remember the Who song, Getting Mobile? No, of course you don't, because it's on Who's Next, and it's a rubbish song. There's, there's a song about a note. On there is rubbish. Mike Naylor off of here. Yes, the mm. Mike Naylor off of here. Oh, no, nice. it's not. It's a different one. Uh, Mike Naylor, BBC. Oh, he doesn't normally write in capitals. You must have really angered him. <laughs> it's him. It's our Mike Naylor. Sorry, it's their Mike Naylor. Mm. He's not my Mike Naylor anymore. That's for sure. I'll join you. Go. <sighs> oh, how's Justin doing? Is he? I mean, is he still? He's is... out. Is he? Oh, mm. about time. I always suspected he yeah. was. I always... Oh, you mean out of hospital? Okay, mm -hmm. go on, yeah. And, and prison. Yeah. Is he is he able to breathe without a machine? I think so. Okay, we're never going to see him back here again at BBC Three Counties Radio? I think so. Get well soon, Justin. I'm still suspicious that he just went into the hospital on a Friday for a cheap extended weekend. Mm. That's that's mm. what I'm thinking. Um, okay. Um, oh, hang on a minute. Tony's back on the line. Tony! Oh, hello, Ian. Well, yeah, hello, yeah. Uh, 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 Creepy Tony. Now, we spoke to you before, yeah. and you couldn't remember what you've called in for. Have you remembered what you called in for now? No, no, I remembered. I just didn't get around to it. Oh, oh that was my fault. I was just squeeze me. That's right. Go on. So what, what was it that you wanted to say? Well, it was about cats and roadkill cats. Yeah. I, I once uh, came across a, a fresh one. And, uh, you know, I thought that rather than, um, rather than it dying a, a point that's probably... Dying to die in vain, yeah. That's right. I would take it home, uh, cook it and eat it. <laughs> what? Well, they, they do in, uh, in some parts of the world, eat uh, dogs and cats. Uh, OK, seem... so you're, you're now... So they haven't got nuggets. Look at that. That cough made my um, lanyard fall off. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had that before. Look what, at my so lanyard. You don't know who you are now, then. OK, so I don't know, who am I? Who's that, who's that chubby-faced guy? OK, so you, like, you thought you, you killed a cat and you yeah. were so... No, um, I didn't kill it. 
Oh, you saw a dead cat on the road, and you instantly you connected with your Korean brothers and thought, "I'm having me some of that." Well, and I wouldn't say instantly, but I did eventually uh, use them as a justification. Okay, so you you scraped up the cat. Yeah. Put it in the boot. In my trailer. Yeah. Okay. What happened next? uh, well, I put it in the freezer while I look for a recipe, you know, yeah. for storage. Uh, and look for a recipe? My, uh, where, where would you find such a thing? Well, I don't know. I didn't find one. So, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a task that I was intent upon, though. <laughs> um, but, so, um, you know, you just ask around. I mean, uh, Google recipes for... Who did you uh, ask? The, uh, is there a big Korean community where you live? No, I didn't actually get around to asking anybody. I was okay. still thinking about it, so it's still in the freezer. You know, probably a couple of months. And, uh, oh, in flipping a, next. In a black bag, you know, yeah. so it wasn't readily obvious. Yeah. But um, my, uh, my nosy 23-year-old daughter, granddaughter did find it and uh, was instantly disgusted, so she said, and chucked it away. So despite my best efforts... That poor old cat did die. Oh, probably probably a painful death. You never got to taste the sweet, tangy flesh of dead cats. No, a Korean friend I, I have made recently says they taste like chicken. Of course they taste like chicken. Of course the cat tastes like the chick chick. I bet there's a fishy kind of uh, tang. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny, isn't it? Animals um, taste like what they yeah. eat, so. Um, cow, well, I mean, you get cows can be different flavours, because depending on where they yeah. dine. But also, you know goats smell quite tangy. Uh, you can taste that in a goat's cheese. Yeah, yeah. You can taste it. Which brings us back to the initial question. What the hell is smell? Um, Danny's um, 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 been uh, out on the streets. Good morning, Danny. Morning, morning. How you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm all right, Danny. How are you doing? I'm all right, actually, yeah. It's good less, of the, less of the attitude. No, no attitude today. You're either part it. of the Get It Gang or you're not. Are you in the Get It Gang? Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, where's your subs? You've not paid your subs. Um, how much? 20 pence a week. And for that, you get um, uh, a laminated membership card and you get a free glass of lemonade. Anything else? Yeah, you have to go through one of them uh, ceremonies where you, you have to do, to do a thing. You've got to do an initiation. Now, I have not got a pig's head. I've got a cow's tongue. So... What do I have to do with that? You don't have to do anything. You just have to stand there and let us do the... Uh, about the base. No treble. You have to... Anyway, listen, we're going off on a tangent. Yep, 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 uh, yep. What, is, what the hell is smell? Well, that is a question I took to people at Dunstable. And I think, basically, they're a little bit confused to begin oh. with, but they warmed up and they eventually gave me some good explanations. Mm-hmm. You've got to yeah, finish. You've got to finish. Here's what happened when I asked people, Thank you. what is smell? So simple. What is smell? Smell? Smell. Smell. Sorry, but uh, I don't speak English. Smell? I don't know. You used the word smell. What do you think it would mean? Smell. 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 Yes. What is smell? Something no smell to palatable. You know, something stink. That smells. What's your favourite smell? My favourite smell? Hygiene-wise, tidy yourself up. Yes, man. Get everything sorted out, you know? Have a proper wash. I have a proper wash. Skin. Yeah, cream your skin. I'm clean. I'm Yes. Brushed teeth. I've, yep. Comb hair. Cream your skin. Clean clothes. Change your underwear. You do all those things? Every day, man. Wicked. What is smell? Something smell good or smell awful. What is your favourite smell? Mm, don't know. Too many smell good smells. How about you? 
I can't smell. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm. Someone like a girl smell nice. Like a girl? Yeah. Not an actual girl. No. Like or girl someone smell, smell nice. Or someone smell like BO. What do I smell like? I don't. Do you wanna? No. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Do you know what? I don't have a sense of smell. Really? I don't. No. Um, I did help smell many, many years ago, and I went into um, hospital for an operation. When I came out, I didn't have a sense of smell. What smells do you miss? Everything. I can't smell cut grass. I can't smell the food you're cooking. You can taste it. You can't smell it. So how long have you been without smell? Uh, probably about five years. And you asked the doctors after and they had no idea? They have no idea. Well, how do you put back a sense of smell? Just one of those things. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 queuing anti-clockwise this morning from Junction 24 all the way round towards 21. It's all because of the uh, accident earlier at Junction 20. And uh, there's also a broken down lorry adding to the queue between 24 and 23. It's on the hard shoulder with the left lane closed for safety reasons. So long queues on the anti-clockwise M25. Uh, clockwise is very heavy in patches from 16 up to 19. Because of the anti-clockwise delays, though, uh, the uh, A1M is queuing for from Hatfield, more or less, from south of the Hatfield Tunnel down to the M25. And I think because of congestion at the Southmans roundabout, the clockwise M25 now slow towards 23. A414, London Coney to Park Street roundabout slow. The southbound M1 very heavy down to the M25. Uh, other delays uh, on the M1 include south of uh, Toddington Services through the roadworks. Long delays also on the uh, A421 at Wadden. The eastbound is partially blocked with a breakdown between the Wadden Road and the Bottle Dump roundabout. And uh, also very busy between Hitch and the A1M westbound into Hitchin looking slow on the speed sensors. A40 into London, by the way, uh, a long queue from just east of the M40 all the way uh, in towards uh, central or towards west London. Onto the trains and there are no reported uh, problems. James Wally, BBC Three Counters Radio. 8.47, Monday the 28th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire Police says having to arrest a growing number of illegal immigrants is diverting their attention from dealing with crime. A man from Buckinghamshire is fighting deportation to Barbados despite living in Britain since the age of 12. And firefighters in Rickmansworth have rescued an escaped Harris Hawk which got stuck in a twee. Let's get the weather! Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. It's going to be a very similar day to how it was yesterday. There'll be lots of sunshine around, feeling nice and warm, of course, in that lovely autumn sunshine. Uh, top temperatures today will be up to around 18 Celsius. That's 64 in Fahrenheit. There is a little bit of cloud. There's still a bit of mist around as well, but that should disperse nice and quickly. It's been quite a chilly start for some areas. Uh, temperatures at the moment sort of getting up from sort of 7, 8, 9 degrees Celsius. So warming up quite nicely. It will stay dry for the rest of the day. It's a light to moderate easterly breeze. It will be quite noticeable at times but all in all it's going to be a lovely day and then overnight tonight we do the whole thing all over again it's going to feel quite chilly once more temperatures once more dropping into single figures away from the towns lots of clear skies around a bit of a breeze so probably only a bit of mist in the more sheltered spots otherwise the air being mixed up really quite nicely I think tonight with that breeze and then very similar for the rest of the week too we've got high pressure dominating the weather at the moment so it's going to stay dry and settled there'll be lots of sunshine around right up until the weekend probably including the the weekend as well maybe even the start of next week it will be a bit cloudier though on friday that's the forecast on bbc4 
Starting in the 70s, a countercultural movement changed the way music was made forever. It was a statement, this is what I want to do, and a lot of bands just put their own records out without even a record deal. From grassroots beginnings, a new DIY approach to making and sharing music gave rise to a whole new genre, indie. This is such a fantastic distribution system. It wasn't just a sound, but an attitude and an ethos. It felt like it spoke to you, and it felt homemade. Music for Misfits, the story of indie with Mark Radcliffe, oh. starts Friday at 10 on BBC4. And you don't, I didn't know that I was going to play, you don't get no more indie than this. So we've got Joy Division to blame for this. You see, we have Joy Division to blame for... Uh, no, sorry, hang on a second. We have Joy Division uh, are, are partly responsible for uh, Gary Hobbs by Carl Matthews. OK, excellent stuff indeed. 03459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number. Mark in Dunstable is spreading slurs about our continental cousins. Have you seen his, his text? No, tell me about it. I believe the Swiss eat cats at Christmas. Oh, no. No. Yes. No. Yes, there no. was a thing, wasn't there? No. The Poles do. The Poles. That's the Pol- carp. Carp. Oh, the Polish eat carp. Yes. Swiss the, the cat. Polish- there was a Swiss cat thing recently where people got annoyed that pe- Swiss people might be doing it, but most no. Swiss people wouldn't be doing What's it. What's wrong with eating cat? The thing about cat is there ain't much um, f- meat on there. There's not much meat. Imagine it's like trying to eat rabbit. Have you ever tried that? Um, to be a surgeon to get anything yeah, off it. Yeah, I've had a bit of rabbit. Um, Pointless. I, I see what I like, although it does give me the indigestion. Go on. The duck. I like a good duck. Can be greasy. Nice, a nice duck. Can, can a be, greasy duck. Can be greasy, yeah. I love having a really good duck. Mm. Although afterwards, I just feel so ashamed. Yeah, poor old Donald. Poor old Donald. Oh, three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone. I'm looking number. it up. Swiss cat tradition. <laughs> oh gosh, be careful. Yes. Call for Switzerland <laughs> to ban dog sausages and Christmas dinner of roast cat. Boom, they do. Some do. I imagine it's a lot of faffing. Oh! Yeah. Do you know what? Have some of this. I'm not joining in. Then I'm not joining in, and it makes it really boring. Just have, just have some. Hanging around with you two when you're doing yeah, that. Just have some. I'm not having any now. Just go. Yeah. I'll finish this up. Just <laughs> this in the chair. Is that in the chair? Huh? Hmm? What? Oh, we're doing the radio show. 03459 555 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. No one has been able to come up with it. There is not, uh, and uh, I think Mike Naylor may have blocked me on Twitter. We've, <laughs> we've, we've argued. so He's angry. We've argued vehemently. Is that the right use of the word vehement? Yes, well Thank done. you. We've argued vehemently uh, about The Who. The Who have never made a decent album. Uh, look at it. Who's Next is a consistently perfect album. It's not. Go in mobile and song is over and my wife ruin it. You ruined that album, Townsend. You ruined it. It's a good album. It's not consistent. They've never had a consistent album. Unlike the Beatles, you've had per- the Beatles have had perfect albums. Like uh, Revolver. Yeah. 
Rubber Soul. Mm. Best of. Best of the Beatles. Yeah. Okay, well, that's, that's uh, that sorted. So in, uh, I'm terrified to see that in the Daily Mirror, of all places, of all places where you think you're going to have freedom and uh, um, sanctity, mm. there's um, Ollie Moore's with um, a waxwork Ollie Moore's. Jeez, I mean, how did we... We live in a country... One is more talented than the other. We live in a... Why would that fella from Barbados want to live here? Because you look in the papers, we live in a country where we've made someone as bland as Ollie Moore's a celebrity. Oh, he's cheeky, though. He's not... He's, he's a bit of fun. Just, oh, just because you're still sucking up to Love Luton. What? <laughs> trying to make up for the fact that we pwned him. Love, Love Luton. They paid him a million pounds and they only got £52 back. Something like that. I don't know the exact figures. An inspirational younger youngster's day out got the wax factor. Already this story makes me want to eat my own fingers. When Ollie Moore... Oh, he's done that thing that every plum does. When they get a... When every plum does, uh, when they get a waxwork made about them and um, they're presenting a TV show where the ratings are flagging. Do you know what he's done? He's not done that to the waxwork. No. Okay, that's the next. He's step. gone and stood next to the waxwork, mm. pretended it's two waxwork, then when some people come along, he's gone. Uh. Oh, I'm the real Ollie Murth, and if you look over there, there's a camera, and you're on the X Factor with Ollie Murth. That could backfire. Well, if, if imagine so- if someone walked past and oh, two of them, disgusting. Well, imagine if I walked past, I would. Um, and I was trying. Well, what I like to do in Madame Tussauds is I like to um, cup. Oh, yeah. So I could cup the real Ollie Moors by mistake. If, imagine if that happened in America and their guns and someone shot him. The X Factor host stood in for his Madame Tussauds effigy and stunned Amelia Gibbers by... Hello? What was that? Danny. Danny. By telling her she'd won... Oh, hang on a minute. All right. She'd won a Daily Mirror Pride of Britain award. Oh, hang on. Back away. Back, back. Well, no, I'm not. I'm in there now. Let's just see what she's done. She all right. She, or endured. She's ten, and she collected. Tw- right, she so she's a good human being. Right, she's the antithesis of Moors. She's everything that's right with this country. Mm-hmm. She's the reason this fellow wants to stay in Britain, and what makes Britain great. Right. The Daily Mirror Pride of Britain Awards. Yeah, and Ollie Moors gave her a nice surprise. Um, okay, so she's got family members that are ill, and she's raised. Well, she's raised twenty thousand okay. pounds. Okay, which is okay. I can hear you backpedalling. I'm not backpedalling. I've raised more. I mean, when I say where raised... Where was Murs for you? Uh, this is was, what this is about, isn't it? <laughs> like I say raised, I won 19 grand on The Weakest Link. And I, I found out afterwards, as I was rubbing my hands with glee and, and eyeing up new cars online, all of that money goes to charity. All of it. And I said, what, really? They went, yeah. I said, oh, is that not just the thing that you say so that everyone looks good, but then, you know, I go, I meet you around the back and you give me a shoebox? They said, no, all of that money goes to charity. <laughs> so... Um, and where was Oli Moors for me? Exactly. This is where your resentment he comes from. He probably wasn't even born my, then. Well, exactly. My equivalent of Oli Moors back then would have been Daniel Beddingfield. <laughs> Beddingfield. <laughs> he, in fact, I think Oli Moors is the same person as Beddingfield, but with just... Um, um, no, he's a lot less awkward. He's got his trousers round his ankles. I mean, li- not literally, but I mean, he just makes me want to puke. Oh, he always makes me want to puke. I've said it. 
I like it when the show just winds down because it gives me um, time to kick back with the paper. This is what the show was going to be. Go on. 25 women. Here we go, Kelly. It's a question for you. You'll know the answer because you like to keep up to date with the news and women's rights. Kelly, question. There's no multiple choice. Don't Google it like we did earlier on. 25 women who've never had sex. What are they doing? Do you really want me to answer that? The first answer put to one side. Mm -hmm. Do you know this story, Kelly? 25 women. They've never had sex and yet they're doing something. Eating. (laughs) (laughs) They're eating, yeah. 25 women who've never had sex, but they're having something. They are kind of eating. They're eating for two. So 25 women who've never had sex, they're eating for two because they're having... A baby. Correct. <clears throat> this is broken Britain. What, adopting? No. no actually actually passing one. it. Passing it. How did it get it's in there? It's a gallstone. The I, the V, and indeed... The F. Thank you. Virgins, but not that F... Virgins are having babies. This is what the whole show is meant to be, and I've forgotten to do it. Are having babies through IVF treatment at clinics across Britain. At least 25 women have given birth in the f- past five years despite never having had sex. Now, that to me, I'm going to say it, Catherine, is bang out of order. Not well, bang being the opposite <laughs> word. Bang is out of order, but they're still going to have a baby. Why do you think that? Because it's not. It's literally not natural. Mm-hmm. Well, nor is anyone who has IVF by that rationale. No, 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 no. You, uh, uh, you are lucky that it's time for the travel because I was about to destroy your argument oh, there. About to, about to tear your argument apart. But it, we've, got, we've got the travel now, so we've got a lot, a lot to cram in. Oh. Again, back to the IVF. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, long delays on the anti-clockwise M25 from just past Junction 25 all the way round towards 21, the M1. It's mainly because of an accident earlier at Junction 20, but there's also a lorry that's broken down between 24 Potters Bar and 23 South Mins. Left lane is blocked there. Uh, because of the M25 congestion, uh, the uh, clockwise, uh, sorry, the southbound A1M is slow from the Hatfield Tunnel. There also delays out of London on the A1. Clockwise M25 is also slow now approaching Junction 23 and long delays on the 414 between London Coney and Park Street and on the M1 just getting word of an accident northbound at Junction 10. That's the Luton Airport turn. James Worley, BBC Three Counters Radio. Thank you, James. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Danny. Get well soon, Justin. We're off to meet the bare naked ladies. Have some of that. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Monday, it's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, do you think we should stay in the EU or leave? A YouGov poll of more than 11,000 people has revealed more voters want to leave the EU than would opt to stay. Published in today's Times, the poll shows that 40% of those asked said that they would leave the EU, whilst only 38% want to remain. The stay campaign did enjoy a 10-point lead over the summer, but it would appear the migrant crisis has persuaded more people Britain should tighten up its borders and go it alone. Well, this morning I want to hear your reaction here in Beds, Hearts and Bucks. Do you think we should stay in the EU or leave? Here's my telephone number for your call. It's 03459 455 555. 
This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your call in just a second, but first let's get the latest BBC News at nine o'clock. Here's Lee Agnew. Bedfordshire Police say an unprecedented number of people are now being detained in the county for immigration offences. Figures show a rise of more than 80% compared to last year, with many at motorway service areas. Mick Hamblin is a lorry driver who uses Toddington services regularly. It is a stopping point. It's normally one of the first places somebody will stop because they've had a couple of three hours driving. They think, oh, well, I'll stop for a coffee. And they pull in, and as soon as they're pulled in and stationary, you'll see occasionally somebody jumping out of a trailer. The new Shadow Chancellor John McDonnell is setting out far-reaching plans to redistribute wealth in Britain. In his speech to the Labour Party conference, it's thought he will announce proposals for a Robin Hood tax on financial transactions traded on the stock market and foreign exchanges. He's been explaining what he wants to do. We do not support a lot of the tax cuts that the Conservatives have given to the rich in this country and we'll vote against them. But also what we'll try and do is bring forward really detailed policy how we tackle tax evasion and tax avoidance by big corporations mainly. Two people will appear in court today charged with attacking a University of Bedfordshire student which resulted in her losing her baby. 22-year-old Kevin Wilson from Bermondsey and a 17-year-old who can't be named for legal reasons is accused of attacking heavily pregnant Mallory Bantala in June. A man from Buckinghamshire is facing deportation despite living in Britain since the age of 12. Jamal Maskul only found out he'd been adopted in Barbados when his national insurance number didn't arrive. But his adoption wasn't official. Immigration lawyer Naila Khan is hopeful he will be able to stay. The problem is not with the adoption side of things. It's just the procedures the Home Office have. So many obstacles to sort of get over. Um, and it's making it sort of, sort of impossible to sort of make an application. And we're, at the moment we're not talking about A woman from Berkhamsted is pleading with drivers to slow down and not knock down their cats. Sue Barnard has put up signs and is planning to film reckless drivers who excess the speed limit on Ellesmere Road. She says it's been devastating for the many people who've lost family pets. The correct speed limit for any road is a speed that is appropriate to the road weather and traffic conditions. Traffic being bicycles, children pedestrians, cats, dogs, 